often overlooked by the notification system. You see the difference of when um, white girls go missing and um, black girls go missing. The sense of urgency is not there. African Americans, whether they're children or young adults, are often listed as runaways. State Senator Stephen Bradford is the author of a new law that creates ebony alerts for a community disproportionately impacted by missing youth. That's from CBS News in Sacramento, California. The Amber Alert only deals with kids 17 years and younger. With the Ebony Alert, it'll be from 12 to 25 years. What's that about? Now, this state already has feather alerts. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The Ukrainian Defense Ministry has purchased 50,000 sets of women's uniforms for the first time since the conflict began, as announced by Defense Minister Rustam Yumarov. This development precedes a parliamentary vote on proposed amendments to the law and mobilization, which has sparked controversy and accusations of being unconstitutional, particularly regarding the conscription of women. Although the current legislative changes do not specifically mandate the drafting of women, there have been previous discussions about this possibility. In his Facebook post, Yumarov also mentioned the purchases of 100,000 electric heaters and 15,000 active headphones. Ukrainian MP Inna Sosum had previously suggested that drafting women might become necessary and that providing uniforms for women would be a step towards preparing for such a scenario. Since last October, women with medical degrees have been required to register for military service. Currently, over 60,000 women serve in the Ukrainian armed forces, comprising about 7% of the military personnel. The Fort Worth Fire Department reported that a suspected gas explosion at the Sandman Signature Hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas, resulted in at least 21 people being injured. An individual initially reported missing has been located. The incident, which occurred shortly after 3.30 p.m. local time, led to a significant structural damage with two floors of the hotel's exterior collapsing onto the street and a nearby parking lot. A Fort Worth Fire Department spokesperson indicated that while there was a detectable gas odor in the area, it remains uncertain whether the gas leak caused the explosion. At the time of the explosion, 26 rooms in the hotel were occupied, and several people were rescued from the basement where they had been trapped. Congressional Republicans are demanding a thorough investigation into the Harvard Corporation's handling of allegations against former Harvard President Claudine Gay. The scrutiny follows Gay's resignation and controversy over her response to anti-Semitism on campus and multiple accusations of plagiarism. Despite stepping down, Gay continues to hold a faculty position at Harvard with an annual salary of $900,000. In a New York Times op-ed, Gay suggested that racial bias played a role in the emergence of the plagiarism allegations, highlighting her status as Harvard's first black president. Representative Elise Stefanik criticized the Harvard Corporation, led by Penny Pritzker, a billionaire and former Secretary of Commerce under President Obama, accusing it of concealing Gay's career of plagiarism and engaging in bullying and censorship. The Republicans intend to use all available means, including subpoenas, to investigate the corporation's actions in this matter. At the Folk Oak Forsver National Conference in Salem, top Swedish officials, including Foreign Minister Tobias Bilstrom and Defense Minister Paul Jonsson, have advised Swedish citizens to be ready for a possible military conflict in the context of escalating tensions with Russia. Bilstrom, addressing the conference, emphasized the significance of Sweden's anticipated NATO membership, describing it as a major shift in the nation's security policy spanning over two centuries. He highlighted the enduring security threat posed by Russia to Sweden and Europe, suggesting the necessity for Sweden to prepare for a prolonged period of confrontation. Defense Minister Jonsson also stressed the potential for war to reach Sweden, 
portraying Ukraine as acting as Europe's frontline defense in its ongoing conflict with Russia. Former First Lady Michelle Obama said in a recent interview that her fears about the 2024 presidential election keep her up at night. Where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Well, good morning. It's five minutes past five, and my name's Grant Edwards, and I'm here till eight o'clock, Lord willing, if I don't have a heart attack or a stroke in the meantime. <laughs> well, these things can happen. You just don't know, especially if you've been jabbed, if you've had the booster. Don't get the booster, whatever you do. Good grief. Oh, now I have to be a wee bit careful because we're out on Facebook again. Now, let's have a look at the short forecast. But before we do... Before we do, I've just got to do something because yesterday people said they had trouble hearing me. And I'm sorry about that because I was fiddling around with filters and things like that and compressor limiters and stuff like that. So I'll just double check, make sure. I think it's OK now. But you'll let me know, won't you, if it's not coming out all right. OK, um, we'll go to the extremes. And now I've just had a refresh on metservice.com. And uh, the highest temperature right now is 18.5 degrees in Napier. The uh, lowest temperature, 10.9 actually, 10.9 in Waiuru and Nugget Point has 54 kilometres of wind, so it's about 30 miles per hour, which is about 25 knots, so I think it's just the gusting. Anyway, it's dry around all the main centres though, but let's look at the temperatures, shall we? Stewart Island and and, uh, Chatham Islands, 12 and 13 degrees, Invercargill's on 12 degrees, 13 degrees in Dunedin, Timaru 16, Christchurch 17, Blenheim 15. In the centre down the bottom there in Queenstown, 14 degrees, along with France Joseph on the west coast, and uh, and also also Westport as well. So that's Queenstown, France Joseph and Westport are both sharing 14 degrees. Nelson has 16 degrees, Wellington 15, Masterton a little warmer this morning, 16 degrees. Napier, of course, has our highest temperature at 18 and a half. New Plymouth is not far behind with 18 degrees, Gisborne 15 degrees, Rotorua 17, Hamilton 16. And uh, where's Taupo? 18. Oh, yeah, that's up there, isn't it? That's pretty good. Tauranga is on 19. Auckland, 19. And um, Whangarei, 16 and 15 for Kaitaia. The short forecast for Northland, Auckland, Coromandel Peninsula. Partly cloudy with um, a bit of rain about the east coast. Otherwise, a chance of a late shower in the far north. For Waikato to Wanganui, including the Bay of Plenty in the central high country. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mostly fine today. Isolated showers in the afternoon and evening, though, mainly fine inland. Um, for Marlborough, uh, Manawatu rather, and Wellington. Also for the Waira Rapper, and then we'll go across the Cook Strait to Nelson, Buller and Marlborough. Mainly fine, cloudy periods in Waira Rapper. Westland, Westland, yeah, cloudy periods, showers spreading north, turning to rain in the south from the evening. And for Stewart Island, we've got rain developing in the morning with heavy falls from evening. Canterbury and Otago, except Clutha, mainly fine with high cloud, patchy morning drizzle about the coast south of Christchurch. For Clutha and Southland, high clouds, scattered rain from the afternoon. And the Chatham Islands, partly cloudy. Let's look ahead to tomorrow, and uh, tomorrow is Thursday, because today is Wednesday. So in the north, mainly fine, apart from isolated showers in the south, rain in the west with heavy falls from Fjordland, uh, southwestland, and showers developing in the south, mainly fine elsewhere. On Friday in the north, mainly fine with isolated showers in the south, and then in the south itself, (laughs) That's the south of the north. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why couldn't we have done something else? Why does it have to be North Island and South Island? How silly. 
And then the Stewart Island. They could. The only reason why they didn't name it Stewart Island is because, rather South Island, is because Stewart Island. Oh God, forget, forget that. Forget that thought. Okay, Friday North Island mainly fine, but isolated showers in the south. South Island rain in the west, gradually clearing. Mainly fine elsewhere with the odd shower. Saturday for the North Island mainly fine, isolated showers in the south and west, and in the South Island rain developing in the west and south. This is all on Saturday. Mainly fine elsewhere with the odd shower. Looking ahead for uh, the extended forecast for the Chatham Islands, you've got mainly fine weather on Thursday with strengthening northwesterlies. And then you've got a few showers on Friday with winds turning lighter southwest. Fine on Saturday with southwesterlies turning stronger northwest. So there we are. We're all up to date with weather. And it looks as though you can hear me. I'm seeing levels popping up there, getting close to peaking. So hopefully that's good because yeah, it was terrible. And I was listening to it yesterday and it did sound shocking. Everything was loud except for me. Uh, yeah, these things happen. And it was only because I was fiddling. You know, it, it's always when I'm fiddling. All right, um, coming up to 10 past five. Good morning. From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Okay, now um, we'll have a very just a very quick look and see what happened on this day in history, shall we? Yes, on this day, the 10th, it is the 10th of January. In 1838, the Roman Catholic priests, the, the Catholic missionaries arrived in Hokianga. Uh, French Bishop Jean-Baptiste uh, François Pompilier he arrived in Hokianga. His party celebrated their very first Mass just three days later. It didn't take them long to sort it all out. In 1902, the world's first state-registered nurses. Ellen Doherty was one of the world's first state-registered nurses. Grace Neal, Assistant Inspector of the Department of uh, Asylums and Hospitals. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> if you're a drunk, you end up in an asylum. You realise that? That's what they did back then. Uh, advocates, that's called alcoholism today. Uh, advocates... Uh, she, rather, they advocated state uh, registration of trained nurses, which was introduced by the Nurses Registration Act in 1901. So 1902, the world's first state registered nurses. How about that? Also on this day in 1928, pioneer aviators vanished over the Tasman Sea. New Zealand's George Hood and John Moncrief disappeared during a gallant, if somewhat ill-organised attempt to complete the first flight across the uh, Tasman Sea on this day. In uh, 19, what was it, 24, I think it was. Did I say 24, 23? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, 28. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, I beg your pardon. All right, we'll have a look at this, see what's going on with the Otago Daily Times. We might as well start there. It's 11 past five. For those who crave more than just reading headlines in their social media feeds. People need to wake up. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Yeah, and more heat is on the way after, and humidity after the summer's hottest day. And uh, yes, so the country's recorded its hottest day for the summer so far in forecasts as a warning. The 34.6 degrees reached in Canterbury may only be the beginning with more sweltering days likely and also humidity. But don't worry, not to worry, because back in February 1973, it was a stinker of a day. That was our hottest day ever on record, according to Niwa. That day, eight out of ten of the hottest temperatures experienced in New Zealand were recorded. According to Niwa, if you can trust them, I know they hide data, don't they? According to Yes, according to Ian Wishart, they've been hiding some data that's, you know, way back 100 years ago or more because we've had storms worse than Gabriel in this country, but that information was withheld from us. I wonder why. Oh, to push the climate climate agenda. That's why. Um, anyway, 
Uh, so the highest, one of the highest temperatures, all above 39 degrees Celsius, this was back in 73 on the 7th of February, uh, they were mainly recorded in Canterbury. The highest was 42.4 degrees Celsius in Rangiora. And the only top temperature that wasn't recorded in Canterbury was the second highest of 42.3 degrees, and that was in Jordan, Marlborough. So there you go, pretty warm back in February 73. I was just a lad back in those days, and um, I'll be back in a minute and see what else we've got on the boil at the um, Otago Daily Times. Yeah, 13 minutes past five. This is a TNT Radio Encore. If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Now, you've all been very naughty because complacency, waning immunity, contributing to the latest COVID wave. Baker, mm, Baker, that fellow that needs a good dose of arsenicum. He, waning immunity and complacency have contributed to the fifth wave of the COVID-19 in New Zealand, according to uh, world-famous uh, New Zealand amazing David Baker. He is the epidemiologist, so-called. Uh, he is warning. He, so he's he's warning us. Just don't pay any attention. It's rubbish. Okay, rubbish. Okay, man faces jail after crashing stolen police car. The uh, the young man accused of stealing a fifty thousand dollar police car is that an old one? Fifty thousand is not much, is it? Gosh, you think you buy buy an old Ute for that, can't you? You know, a decent one with some good wheels, lifted up a bit at the back, twin overhead fox tails, and a decent red devil muffler on it. Or am I too old? Am I showing my age? Anyway, he did this in South Auckland. Allegedly, it's always South Auckland, isn't it? That's where it all happens. Allegedly drove it wildly before crashing, a, uh, yeah, causing a crash, a serious one too, just minutes later. Former National MP involved in fight at the family funeral. A former National Party government minister has been interviewed by police after the family feud turned violent as the coffin of his late mother was being carried into her Pacific Island home. That's um, George Nio, isn't it? Let's click on that. Yeah, click, click, clickety click. Um, a former National Party doesn't say his name. He's Cook Islander, is he? Oh, yeah, I've got a mate in the Cooks. XMP, Alfred Nyer. Yeah, there you go, his mum. There we are. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? You know, when people are arguing, where there's a will, there's a relative. <laughs> now, look, smartwatches, you need to get one of those because that can spot Parkinson's seven years before a diagnosis, apparently. Parkinson's disease can quietly occupy a person's body for years before it's noticed. But a new study, a new study shows it's possible to detect first, the first flickers of the disease with a smart watch. So you need one of those. It's a smart thing to do. Uh, okay. Launching stock. Mayor's bemo- uh, um Rather, did I say launching? Oh, beg your pardon. Anyway, the mayors are all upset about bemoaning the, the, uh, and bemoaning the state of the highways. Potholes. Potholes everywhere. Several sections of the country's main state highways have been described as being shocking. Absolutely shocking, with mayors calling for urgent upgrades as holiday. Listen, they're trying to blame us. The holiday makers are travelling through these districts. Not our fault, your roads are crap. Get out and fix it. And I don't know why the mayors are ca- ca- doing this. This is crazy. The mayors are responsible. You get your roads sorted out. You've got the funds. Stop diverting it to your Agenda 2030 and Agenda 21 stuff. Stop doing your black ops and just put the money into a bit of tar seal. <laughs> Fix your roads, you dorks. And now we've got the drunken Wellington mayor. She embraces a new lifestyle after a troubled year. Tory Farnell, the drunk, has ditched the stilettos that she wore in Parliament for sneakers as she settles into Wellington's mayoralty and has become one of those sickening gym cult-type people. Look, mate, it's no good, Tory. It's no good just joining a gym. That's not going to save you. 
You know, these what happens is these people they're they're fanatics, aren't they? They just go hard out everything. She's hard out boozer. <laughs> give up the booze, hard out coffee drinker, give up the coffee, hard out in the gym, just go and do some work at home. Tell your husband, oh, you don't have a husband. All right. Well, anyway, chuck the washing machine out and do your washing by hand. Get some physical exercise going. Scrub that filthy house. Oh, you got a new house. That's right, off the plans. Got a new house off the plan. Oh, we have to pay for drunks and mental, mental patients uh, in, our, in our politics. So we're paying for drunks and mental patients. What else have we got? Homosexuals. Oh, no, homosexuals aren't mental. Um, what else have we got there? We've got all sorts of people that want to dress up as women. And that's mental, isn't it? You know, men dressing up as women. You know, I, I like that lady. What was her name now? I don't know. She's an 80-year-old with a heart complaint. She was booted out, frog-marched out of the Otaki uh, New World for um, her T-shirt. And she's obviously a bit lippy as well. Yeah, good on her. She's got the right. The Bill of Rights says we've got the right to express ourselves. In any way, shape, or form, doesn't matter. We've got the right to do it, and if people are offended, well, that, that's all good. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's just, it's just us having an opinion. Just ignore it. That's what people do. I just ignore stuff. I don't, don't, don't agree with that. But just listen. Just nod quietly. You know, calm indifference. Don't worry about it. But people get all upset, don't they? especially leftists and young ones as well. Young leftists. It's always most leftists are young because you're stupid. They don't know anything really. You don't really know anything until you get to about. I don't know, 34, I don't think. A fellow told me that once when I was 18, or 17 actually. He said, you won't re I was working really hard. He said, you won't really be really good at this job until you get, you know, you've got wife and kids and that. And then, you know, you, then you start to focus. You know, you're really, your mind's not wandering off and you're actually really focusing on, on, um, on doing a good job. He said about 34, and I didn't believe it. I thought, gosh, I'll be dead by 34. I didn't think I'd make it. But anyway, I did. So, oof. There you go. So yeah, so it, it is. They think they're so intelligent, don't they? they think so. Oh, so bright. It's a bit like people about the, the way they think of New Zealand. They think we live in the bestest little country in the whole world, but we live in a stupid little place. Really, it's just a, um, a fool's paradise. <laughs> now the heat's going to go on, and we heard we did all that, and then the rail protest. Those funny people that think the world's going to end. You know, climate change nonsense. That's the restore rail passenger rail. They're um they're doing some advertising, but the um. They've drawn the attention, and they've yeah, drawn the attention of the police, the motorists in Wellington, and the mayor, the drunken mayor. Yeah, well, you are drunk, darling. Yeah, so we just keep calling you that. Nine billion dollars in gold resource has been touted. The gold discovered in central Otago. Oh, they had rediscovery. Uh, valued at more than nine billion dollars. Here is that in Pacific pesos or American dollars? I don't know. It's being touted as the the most significant in New Zealand for decades. And that is gold. I can't read it to you because it's a subscriber only over at the Otago Daily Times. Now, uh, water quality is an issue for residents. The Waihola residents say that they are at the end of the rope. Um, are you a, a, we don't serve rope in here. I'm not a I'm afraid not. I've got to play that. I'll play that. Hang on, give, let me play an ad and I'll, I'll find it while we're doing it. Hang on, this is only eight seconds, it's not long enough. Hey, look, let's go to GB News. We'll do that in a second. It sounds pretty good. It's it like, sounds real, dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, and TNT. We, yeah, and we'll have TNT Radio News coming up for you at 6 o'clock. It's 25 minutes past 5, and uh, we're over now with uh, GB News. They're great, aren't they? Sadiq Khan never wants to stand up to the unions. Sean Bailey says, 
Here you go. Have a listen to this. Before we let you go, you were, of course, Tory London mayoral candidate four years ago. The tube strike, which would have been crippling for this great capital city, mm-hmm. was called off at the 11th hour. Um, Piers, uh, sorry, um, Piers, Sadiq Khan mm-hmm. said when he ran to be mayor in 2016 there'd be no strikes. I think there's been 130, 140 days of strikes, nearly three times as many strikes as there were when Ken Livingstone and Boris combined were mayor. Look, there's a few things to say. Firstly, Sadiq Khan's trouble has been he's very close to the unions. They fund the Labour Party, etc., etc. So he's never really particularly wanted to stand up. Hey, is Pommy News interesting to you? I hope so. I like, I like a bit of Pommy News. And, of course, the people have suffered are Londoners. And that needs to change. The other pieces as well. We'll do Aussie News in a minute, all right? Just hang in there, hang in there. Has he actually resolved this? Because he's promised, it looks like he'll give them more money. Well, he's suspended it. Where's, exactly. that, yeah, yeah. where's that money coming yeah, from? Exactly, where's that money come from? Because U-less, uh, expansion it, of the old It means Londoners will pay. And actually, has he just suspended it until after the election? Because we're in an election year now. This is a cynical ploy to make sure that they don't bully him until the election's gone. And the other thing as well, if the RMT get paid more, so if, this, if they are successful, mm. um, what will he do with the unions that he said this is the last... He, he settled up earlier with a different set of unions. They'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. And why wouldn't they be back when he's given this lot more money? The ultimate thing is if he wants to protect Londoners, he needs to use minimum service rules. Now, I, I don't disagree that people should be paid a fair wage for... for well, fair they have to work. provide a certain level of service if you're an essential service like the Tube. Particularly because yeah. in London, we are super dependent yeah. on public transport. If you can't get public transport into mm-hmm. work, London stops. Does. Hospitals, schools, etc. Sure. Et so actually, he should, he, should, he should instate that early on and let everybody know. Okay. Lord. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's 26 minutes past five. Now, Britain's election channel. Let's, uh, oh, no, what's that doing? That's a flipping ad. Well, we'll give them an ad. Go on, we'll give them an ad. 2024, a battleground year. The year the nation decides. As the parties gear up their campaigns for the next general election. Who will be left standing when the British people make one of the biggest decisions of their lives? Who will rise? And who will fall? Let's find out together. For every moment, the highs, the lows, the twists and turns. We'll be with you for every step of this journey. In 2024, GB News is Britain's election channel. Oh, right, OK. Uh, woke nonsense. This is the NHS multiple choice. Twelve, what have we got here? Twelve genders there are. Did you know that? Ten sexualities. And 159 something else, but I can't read it. This lady, she's quite good. I like her. Now, Anne, uh, just a short uh, moment to discuss the NHS. Apologies, we'll do longer next week. Uh, but the Telegraph report that NHS patients are being asked to choose from 159 religions, 12 genders, you heard me right, and 10 sexual preferences before they attend hospital appointments. We know the NHS has logistical issues with staffing, but my goodness, there's a cultural problem too, isn't there? Yes, there is a very big one, and it's part of what I've been saying. The NHS has lost its focus, should be focusing on patient care, Mm. should be focusing on excellence and delivery, Uh, instead of which it's focusing on this work nonsense, which reform will sweep away. You know, within the first 100 days of our being in Parliament, we'll sweep it away. Indeed. And you won't believe this. I'd like to make you chuckle on a Sunday night. People navigating uh, the health service uh, website are being asked if they are a goddess, a Satanist, or a druid. Which of those three are you? A druid. I'm very pleased to say I'm absolutely <laughs> none of them. Um, I'm a very boring Ch- Roman Catholic Ch- who would Ch- like Ch- the last oh, rites to be should I die in hospital, but I'll try and avoid the necessity. 
Well, and that will be a long time from now, and nothing wrong with a boring old Roman Catholic. My mother would salute you. Um, and Happy New Year to you. I can't wait for so many adventures in 2024. That is the ex-government minister and television personality, Anne Whitaker. Oh, she's very good, isn't she? Now, don't forget about that frog marching down in Otaki, uh, Otaki um, New World. Well, I just can't believe what I'm reading here at the moment. It's 20 minutes past nine, no, and I've just been sent this from a past former five. news editor of an overseas publication, and uh, this is here in our home town of Otaki. Uh, this is an appalling situation. An elderly lady with a serious heart condition was physically frog-marched out of the Otaki New World for wearing a T-shirt that said, Men are not women, even if you squint. Yeah, but she's a, she's a troublemaker. She's a troublemaker. She just, she's one of those old biddies that wants to go in there and wearing a T-shirt. An 80-year-old with a heart complaint wearing a T-shirt? What, what old woman wears a T-shirt? I hope she wears a bra under it. Men are not women, even if you squint. So you say. Staff were so offended that they asked her to leave, and today they have served her with a two-year trespass notice for offensive behaviour. But serves her right, the old bat. She's got no right to be speaking the truth in public place. The letter from the owner-operator states the trespass was mm. for sharing offensive views. The same repercussions a shoplifter faces. Hard to believe, isn't it? No. So that's the Otaki New World. Just a bunch of absolute lunatics no, they're down not. there, even in Otaki. I just can't believe how stupid we're getting in this country. Not at all. They're they're lefties, lefty young lefty people, and you cannot be offend. You cannot offend them. You must not offend them. Here's Douglas Murray. Twenty six minutes past five, and it's and it's an obvious obvious attempt to subjugate people in the West to a false ideology and a false version of our own past. So no, I mean all of the all of the sort of the combination of the two of these things, a wild distortion of Western history, the negative interpretation of all of Western history, is bad on its own. But combined with this Edenic, Vaseline-lensed interpretation of everyone else, no. No, you might just about get away with one of those things, but not both, and not both at the same time. No way. What's he talking about? The destruction of the West. He's, he's written that book, The War on the West, too. You want to get hold of that? It's a good one. Now, how about a Bible study? Let's do some religious studies for this morning with the time at 27 past five as a Bible story. The legendary tale of David and Goliath. Our story begins in Bethlehem, where a young shepherd named David tended his flock. Little did he know that his destiny would lead him to confront a giant, not with a sword, but with faith and a slingshot. As the Israelites faced the Philistines in battle, a formidable giant named Goliath emerged. Towering over everyone, he challenged the Israelites to send out a champion to face him in single combat. Enter David, a young shepherd who stepped forward in faith to accept Goliath's challenge. Armed with nothing but his slingshot and unwavering trust in God, David faced the giant with remarkable courage. With a single well-aimed stone, David struck Goliath down, proving that faith and determination can triumph over seemingly insurmountable odds. There we are. I knew you'd like that. Now, listen, um, I'm just reading about... Um 
about the education. Now, it looks as though the bureaucrats in Wellington are getting stuck into the new government, the coalition, a government accused of conspiracy-based thinking in changes to sex education. There have been no consultation or guidance from the government over planned changes to the sex education curriculum ahead of the school year starting uh, as a teacher union say that's what they say now it's it's shocking actually shocking what they are trying to teach our kids and I'll tell you what um, I've got something on that um, Kerry Woodham I think it was Kerry Kerry Woodham now how do you spell her name Kerry is it two R's yes yeah have a listen to this call that was made to News Talk ZB with Kerry Woodham this is what's going on this is Rose Hipkins this is Chris Hipkins mother she's She's quite high up in education. Listen to this. Uh, Gareth, hi. Um, a couple of months ago, I was very concerned about uh, some of the school curriculum. Um, I asked uh, my daughter's school to provide the documents they had around it was specifically relationships and sexual sexuality education, not sexual education. And um, they provided me what they received from the Ministry of Education. And... Uh, Quite frankly, I was shocked. I'm, I'm seriously concerned. I've got two kids school age. I have four under four. Yeah. So I, I'm very concerned about what they're going to be teaching five-year-olds next year. Um, and just in general, I mean, the, the ministry's documents specifically references the works of John Money. Uh, John Money was a Kiwi. Yes. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, he was a Kiwi scientist who... Um, it has never been officially discredited in academia. All his studies appear to be still recognised and built upon. But um, his own works, I mean, his one of his studies, his proposal was that children are inherently sexual creatures. And as part of that study, he made six-month-old babies orgasm, along with many, many other age groups as part of his work. And that is promoted by the Ministry of Education that we have to incorporate the works of John Money. Really? Yes, it's written there. I can send you the document, Kerry. I've got it right here. John Money? John Money, yeah. It's written specifically in the Relationships and Sexuality Education. Because he did that botched experiment on the twins, remember? Yeah, he's called the father of um, gender identity for taking twin boys. both been circumcised. One of them had his penis removed as part of a botched circumcision. He raised that child as a girl. Um, he wrote that it was a great success. Uh, both those boys ended up killing themselves uh, as men. Um, and one of them, who was not transitioned, who survived a couple of years later, still heavily taking drugs because he was affected by the experiments. As he would be. Uh, yeah, he wrote that. Um, I find that really hard to believe that they would be incorporating anything from him because he also tried to use Depo Provera to suppress sex drive and sex offenders, didn't he? Uh, well, he's done lots of stuff. He's well respected. There's lots of photos out there with him and New Zealand politicians shaking hands. Um, so it kind of comes together why they want to remove biology from the science department when they're promoting the works of John Money, who realistically was a pedophile and used his scientific studies to perpetuate child abuse. And, and as I say, Kerry, he has never been academically discredited. He is still referred to in transgender works to this day. Um, so I, as I say, my kids are at a Catholic school. I was considering even going to the Muslim school. I've seen some of their documentation around this. The Muslim 
I forget, is it Parents Association that put um, warnings out around this topic? Um, you know, but I think homeschool is the only way to go because it says that you must incorporate this gender ideology into every subject in your school throughout the whole year. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with learning about, you know, gender dysphoria and things like in that. Class? In maths class? Well, not maths class, but I mean, not from not from the works of John Money. Well, why not? They're not discredited, Kerry. I mean, you would have thought that's the first thing a, a university could do, is go, hey, hold on, children are not inherently sexual creatures. This was abuse. But no, unfortunately, we pretend it's real and we build upon it. Bloody hell. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, Thank news you, Gareth. Talk ZB, 1122. All right. Yeah, very um, good. Uh, that's good. So that, that she's good, isn't she? I like Kerry Woodham. I've known her for a little while. Not personally, but, you know, been associated with her when I was in radio years ago, years ago. Um, we'll have a look at Australian news in a moment. They've got a few clips there, but we'll just right now we'll go to rnz.co.nz. It's 28 minutes to 6, I believe. Yes, 28 to 6. News at the top of the hour, as they say in the business. And New Zealand news, the government is accused of conspiracy-based thinking. We talked about that before. And Rose Hipkin, she's up, up to her eyeballs on it. Sex education. Uh, and they just say, they're throwing that back at them, aren't they? The bureaucrats there are throwing that back at them. Because and because I think the people in the coalition, they they want to, they can see what's going on. They're trying to sexualise our kids. It's, a, it's just a part of the destruction of a, of a country, really, by the leftists who have fully infiltrated the bureaucracy. They've got to get rid of all those bastards. They can't be in, left in there. Get rid of them. Why do we need them? Uh, far too many of them. They've got a job for life, haven't they, those bureaucrats? Anyway, we've got heat alerts as well. We talked about that. The highest, the hottest temperature was way over 40 degrees, so don't even worry about it. It's nothing, absolutely nothing. So it's um, global warming, is it? Mm, yeah. Um, and what else have we got? I owe my life to them. A kayaker rescued from the strong winds off the Wairarapa coast. Uh, the man capsized in strong winds and couldn't get back to shore at Palliser Bay. And life is precious, according to the father of a boy who was saved from drowning. He was under a rock behind a waterfall. About 20 people were involved in that harrowing rescue, trying to help that Dunedin boy. And Department of Convers- Conversation. Department of Conservation, they urge visitors in the Nelson Lakes National Park to clean their flippin' shoes. Brush your teeth. <laughs> no, you've got the spread of the invasive algae, the um, microscopic, so you can't see it. Algae is called Lindavia and Didymo, and they've been found in the national parks and Lake Rotowiti up in Rotorua there as well, and also Tennyson Lake. So, And that's all designed to stop you from going into the parks and hunting, you know, that sort of thing. Stop you from going into the parks. They don't want to take away your freedom. So, you know, And as I said, they've fully infiltrated the cabinets. They've fully infiltrated the bureaucracy as well. I'm not very good at doing that. I'll have to ring the king later in the day. I put a message into him. I texted him last night. I said, look, king. Oh, look, Charles, is it all right if I give you a call? So maybe maybe after eight we might have a Oh, no, it won't be after eight because I'll be gone. Um, maybe quarter to eight or something. Oh, no, he might need longer than that. Half past seven. Maybe half past seven I'll give him a ring, get him out of bed. Oh, no, he won't be in bed. He'll be going to bed. Hopefully he hasn't had too many gins. A uh, pet reportedly killed by roaming dogs over the holiday period. Three cherished family pets have died over the holiday period after being reportedly killed and torn apart and shredded and <laughs> bones gnawed on roaming dogs, apparently, in Wakatani. Wakatani's going to be pretty much Maori. Did you know that? It's going to be by... Um, um, by when? Um, yeah, Wakatani District, of course, is on course to be more than 50% Maori. 
that story's just popped up. It's one of the top stories, actually. 50% Maori. I don't know. Back in 1973, you know, people that are saying they're Maoris now have got the tattoos, you know, on the chin and that. They wouldn't qualify to be a Maori. That's Europeans. I'm, most of my Maori mates are 90% European. <laughs> Wakatani District Council has improved relationships with Maori. Have they? That's a good idea. But more work is needed to be done just to keep up with the legislative requirements and population growth. This was the underlying message to Wakatani District Council Living Together Committee. Well, we've been living together since 1840. In fact, before then. But 1840, we became one person. Did you know that Dame Fina, Fina Cooper, the wonderful Dame Fina Cooper, she said, we are one people. Pakiha and Māori, we are one people. So just remember that. We are one. And don't let the marriage divide us. Don't get those the, 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 the bad marriage, you know, the ones that are in the government at the moment. <laughs> Not Winnie. Oh, he's bad. He's a, he's a, no, no, he's bad, bad. Um, anyway, so this was the underlying message to the Wakatani. Wakatani uh, District Council, a Living Together Committee from Strategic Marriage Partnership General Manager Paul Warbrick at the meeting last week. He updated the committee on progress made over the past year, two and a half years after adopting the strengthening of the family hapu and iwi. That's whānau, hapu and iwi. Now, whānau is like family, sort of extended family. Hapu sort of like sort of like a little small, small tribe. And then you've got the iwi, which is the big, you know, sort of like the big tribe, the big sort of like regional area. Uh, of each uh, iwi, iwi, nothing to do with kiwi, just all iwi. Uh, the relationships at strategic priority, uh, it's a long-term plan. Warbrick now leads a team of three other staff members dedicated to relationship building with Māori. Good on you. Uh, he said, along with two members of the rates team, rates, is that like rate payers? Rate paying rates. That's the tax team, really. If you think about it, rates are tax. We call it rates over here. It sounds so much nicer, doesn't it? Because they already tax us through the nose. <sighs> And now they want to rate, rate us as well. It's basically tax, more tax. Local body tax and national tax and local body tax. And then you've got regional tax. Oh, this what a tax, you tax, you tax. You keep you sick while you're at it. Fill you up full of jabs and boosters and things. Keep you keep you sort of like ill so you're, you know, you're, you're um, reliant on the big farmer to keep you alive. Well, they think you keep being kept alive, but in actual fact, it's just keeping you sick. It's just lying. Your body's fighting back. You've got this vital force that's just like fighting. And when you're young, you can fight. But as you get older, you just get worn down. Worn down by venereal disease. <laughs> Tertiary stage, probably, usually, unless you've picked it up. First hand of some naughty person. Um, anyway, so, yeah, venereal disease and then the vac uh, vaccines. Can't say vaccine. Vaccines are good. Uh, vaccines are bad, and so those are the things that keep you sick. And the farm, and then big farmer putting pumping toxins into you as well. With them, you know, with their they sell you the idea it's safe and effective, and they're giving you pills and stuff like that. And all it does is it lowers your immunity, makes you unwell. You can still function though; it's like a functioning drunk. <laughs> You can still function, but you sort of peter out around about 60 just before you collect the superannuation. They don't want you collecting super because that will cost them. No, they just want you to be a slave. Pay for your own pills. <laughs> pay for your own diseases, uh, you know, for keeping yourself alive. You pay for it, and um, and then we kill you at the end. But, but it's a slow death. But you can function. You can be a slave for us while you do this. And, and who are they? Well, it's a fifth-generation warfare. Nobody knows. We don't know who they are. Uh, but they're obviously stakeholders in Big Pharma. So there's a, there's a clue, Bill. 
Anyway, so oh, that's good that they're um, they're doing that down at Wakatani. So good on them. So what else have we got in there? And um, oh, the warehouse they they're doing. If you want some cheap eggs, you can, you know Farmer Brown eggs. Go over to the warehouse. They've got cheap eggs. A dozen there for five dollars. It's just an ad. This I'm looking at. It's not a news story. This is an advert for the warehouse. They obviously know somebody in the newsroom. Um, so what they're doing is they're flogging off eggs, which is just, you know, a lost leader. We call it in the business, a lost leader. So they're throwing it out there. And they've, they've pretended that it's a um, a news story. It's not a news story at all. All it is is they're just doing a, a lost leader and they're, you know, turning it into news. It's, very, it's kind of clever. I don't know. I can see through that sort of stuff. Though. Cyclone is going to be no obstacle to bringing home the gold again, apparently, according to uh, Gisborne Walker Armour coach. Um, Gisborne Walker Armour Club is uh, still hoping to dominate the national sprint championships despite all the disruptions from Cyclone Gabrielle. Um, Ho Halta dominated at the 2023 championships, taking home multiple gold medals across all the different categories. Ho Halta coach and paddle paddler uh, Kiwi Campbell, his name is Kiwi, is that your name? Kiwi. Hey, Kiwi. Um, my son's got a boat called Kiwi. Uh, check the setbacks from the cyclone. What is it? Oh, the setback. They had some. He said the setbacks from the. I don't know how, how did he get all that? I got make up words. He he said except for the setbacks from the cyclone, they've only made the team more. It's made them resilient, rather I should say. We continue to asp- to be to aspire to the be the best club in New Zealand. Of course, he didn't say New Zealand, did he? He did that word starting with a. That invented word that was um actually just invented by not Maori. No, invented by Europeans. Europeans invented that word. Oh, they did. Hey, I'm just going to check my levels because I've got this horrible feeling that we're a bit light. A bit of, oh, now I can't hear myself at all. There's something wrong with the headphones. Just a minute. Give, bear, bear with me. I'll just turn, I'll crank it up a bit. I might even give myself a bit of gain. Bit of gain. What about that? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Hmm, that's better. Okay, yeah, so there you go. So they're into it. The Waka Armour, that's a great um, that's a great thing to watch. That apparently is one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Now, um, we've got Doc. Oh, yes, and Picton. Now, what about all those leaks in Wellington? 3,050 leaks in Wellington, water leaks we're talking. And then now they're going to put um, water restrictions on people in Upper Hutt and Lower Hutt and Paikokariki and Wellington. And now Picton and Waikawa. Residents are asked to limit sprinkler use amid warm weather. If the measures do not reduce uh, demand, level two restrictions or level two sounds like you know lockdown, doesn't it? Level two restrictions will be introduced, banning sprinklers, sprinkler use, and only allowing watering by hand. You've got to stand there, <laughs> stand there texting with your sprinkler. Yeah, that's terrible. Doesn't it? We just poke a fork in the ground and tie it, and, you know, get a bit of baling twine and tie the hose to that. Uh, pets. Pets reportedly killed by roaming dogs. We talked about that earlier. And uh, do all you can to avoid another COVID infection, according to that um, terrifying man, Michael Baker. He's absolutely scared. Oh, and the mayor, mayor of um, the local body, the mayor of um, Southland, Nobby. That's an interesting name. I wonder why you'd call your son Nobby. Maybe he had some knobs when he came out. Anyway, Nobby Clark, he's suffered a minor heart attack. They said it's minor, but he's been, he's been he was in intensive care for you know quite a few couple of days, quite a few days actually. Now he's at home. Uh, he had a heart attack two weeks ago, and he underwent a double bypass. They thought it was going to be a quadruple bypass. What's that? Four, four, you know, fiddle around with four um, inlets going into the heart. There, fairly important to have a decent heart, a decent ticker. Yeah, lay off the carbohydrates. That'll get rid of all the fat around the heart, and your heart will be able to pump properly. Uh, but it's very simple, really. You don't need doctors. You don't need all their pills and all their stents and all that rubbish. They don't really help. Long term, they don't. It's a short term fix. And actually, they big you up. Most of them do. 
you know, even when you go and you have a hernia or something, you go and get um, get the mesh put in. You always feel it. It's not it's not good. It doesn't. It's not the it's not the answer. There's other ways of doing it. Just you know, wear something around you, hernia. Keep it in. Hold one hand when you pick up something heavy. Just push it in with the other hand. Anyway. Too much information. Uh, so he anyway, he had that d- double bypass surgery last Wednesday. He's, he's back home from Dunedin Hospital, so that's good. Islamic groups have urged a non-politicisation of the mosque attack inquiry. The um, coronial inquiry into the 2019 Christchurch terror attack is set to deal with more contentious issues. But the Islamic group... Uh, says it should not be politicised. Oh, well, you got well, you don't have any say in it, man. This, this is our country. You don't go telling us what to do. This is what happens. People come in there and tell you what to do. Um, also, f- people uh, flights. Well, I've, hopefully, I'll get to that news. If, if people coming over to learn to fly, Muslims um, coming over learning to fly. Apparently, the visa uh, applications are being held up. So, <laughs> yeah, good place to come and learn to fly planes into. Buildings. Uh, young Kiwi martial arts it takes it, artists rather takes on the world stage. Two sisters from the Hawks Bay they've shocked the competition at the International Martial Arts Championship. I wonder who they are. Mm, Hawks Bay sisters dominate. They look lovely. Hello, girls. Uh, Vana Smith six and Pippa Yule fourteen travelled to Ocala in the, in Florida International. What is it? Taekwondo Championship. Two sisters from Hawke's Bay. Look at that, Florida International, eh? Good on them. Can the coaches be Evans? There we are. The coach looks good. Hope you're a good bloke. And uh, and there they are. They're standing up there and they're over and doing the Taekwondo. She's holding up the um, New Zealand flag. and got a nice Asian man standing next to him. Pippa Yule, there she's holding up the flag, New Zealand flag in Florida. Fantastic, eh? It's good, isn't it? And we've got roads, anger over the state roads, the state highway one potholes. Several sections of the country's state highways have been described as being a goat track. That's <laughs> so true. Niwa suggests ways to protect um, f- flood-prone Mokihinui. Where's that? Managed retreat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're actually saying the words now. Managed retreat. They're getting, they're getting bold, aren't they? That's when, we, that's, that's when communism, that's when the communists and fascists, they're involved as well, the globalists, they steal the land off you. They, well, they want your land, private land. They want, don't want any private ownership of farming. That's why Bill Gates has bought up 179,000 acres in 19 different states of farmland. And he'll continue to do that too as it gets cheaper and cheaper as they put more and more restrictions on farmers and they're unable to um, look after themselves, unable to... Uh, survive on the land with all the restrictions. 14 minutes to 7. Uh, 6. I, I was I, Apparently I was telling all sorts of funny times yesterday. I was saying it right in my head, but it was coming out wrong. You know, it was talking about, um, it was like 5 o'clock or something. Half past, no, like 7 o'clock and I was saying it was just gone 5. It's just nonsense, really. Talk nonsense. I don't know why you listen. Um, police not treating Tauranga death as suspicious. Really? Oh, they're not treating that death as suspicious of, of that woman. And Maggie Barry, she denied her here. Police not treating the Tarong. We'll talk about Mary, Mary Barry in a minute. Um, police are not treating the death of a woman in Tarong as suspicious. Police say that the woman was found dead at a property in Bethlehem at about 20 past six in the evening on Sunday. Her death will be referred to the coroner. That'll be one, probably a jab injury, eh? Yeah, just drop dead, jab, jab. It'll be another one, sudden death syndrome. 
Yeah, it was a, some some people are saying that with the data that's been released by the Ministry of Health, that high high level whistleblower from the New Zealand Ministry of Health, Barry Young, they they're saying that it could be as much as ten thousand deaths called directly caused by the jab scene, by the jabberoonies. Uh, more top stories and twenty twenty three confirmed as the world's hottest year on record. Oh rubbish. Rubbish! Uh, government accused of conspiracy thinking about sex change education. Sex uh, changes to sex education. <laughs> Wakatani are going to be all Maori, fifty percent Maori very shortly. And um, of course, we've got that big advert for um, Warehouse Group: five dollar eggs, five dollar a thousand, uh, five dollars a dozen. You, that doesn't even pay for the food. If you're buying food, you know, at thirty six dollars or whatever it is a bag for a decent bag, twenty five kgs, it's thirty six bucks for a decent bag of of chook food. It's probably bad for them too, probably full of all sorts of, you know, the wrong stuff. Uh, uh, yes, though, there it is. And um, so there's just an ad for them. Cycling, no obstacle to bring you home the gold again. Yeah, so the news is a bit a bit quiet now. Oh, Maggie Barry. Yeah, now that's what we're going to talk about here. Maggie Barry, she denies abusing any New Zealand crew member. Former politician Maggie Barry has denied abusing an New Zealand staff member despite police boarding the plane. They actually got the cops on her. Don't be silly. She looks like she could be testy, though. Oh, Maggie, I don't know her. I've always used to enjoy listening to her. Beautiful voice. Uh, mother who poured boiling water on son failed to get conviction overturned. I should think so. This is in crime. It is a crime. A mother who tried to... She tied her son to a bed and poured boiling water over him. Continues. This Is, is this the trial? Is there a trial? More than two years into her jail sentence, she's denying harming him. <laughs> really, what was the boiling water for then? Boiling water was an accident. The mother who tried to, to she no, not tried, she tied her son to the bed, poured boiling water over him, leaving him with serious burns to 25% of his body, continues more than two years after her jail sentence to deny harming him. The woman who has maintained the boy caused the injuries when he tripped while carrying a pot of hot pasta, pasta water, that could be hot, or tea, tea can burn too, has recently tried to have her conviction overturned, claiming that her son was an unreliable witness. Well, children are unreliable witnesses. We know this. Is, we know this. According to um, the High Court decision released on 19th of December, the boy, when he spoke with authorities, had agreed with his mother's account of how the burns were caused. But he later told a caregiver that his mother had actually tipped water on him from a kettle while he was restrained to a bed with a plastic bag beneath them. You know, it could be true, but it also could be fantasy. This this happens. The woman who has permanent name suppression is um, to protect the identity of her son, denied the accusation, but pleaded guilty to a charge of ill treatment of a child relating to her failure to seek appropriate medical assistance for his burns. She went on to defend the charge of intentionally causing him grievous bodily harm as a judge alone trial in the Palmerston North District Court. Judge Stephanie Edwards, no relation to me, found the woman, nor Samantha, I don't think, uh, found the woman guilty in October 2021. She was sentenced to eight and a half years imprisonment. However, last month she appealed her conviction, submitting the evidence relied on by the judge at trial was insufficient uh, for her to be satisfied beyond reasonable doubt of the woman's guilt. In the High Court decision of Justice Peter Churchman, who heard the appeal, 
It stated the boy was 11 years old when he was taken to Palmerston North Hospital on May 19, 2019, with severe burns to 25% of his body. He was transferred to the National Burns Centre at Middlemore Hospital the next day. They're pretty good there. Staff at the hospital became concerned that his injuries were not consistent with his mother's account of how they occurred. He claimed that on the 14th of May 2019, her son was, she, uh, cooking pasta when he tripped and spilt the hot pot of boiling water of pasta on himself. Not really, not likely, is it? Um, but police at, at um, that's the Child, Youth and Family, conducted a joint investigation and obtained evidence that uh, um, she had been buying items used to treat his burns at home from the 9th of May onwards. The boy was discharged from care at the um, Child, Youth and Family, approved caregiver amid mid-August, with um, a few days of uh, within a few days of arriving, he revealed to the caregiver that it was his mother who had caused the burns. He later repeated the accusation to the social worker, and the decision stated that he had not previously told anyone because he was scared his mother would get angry. Oh boy! So anyway, I don't think she's going to get off that one. But she'll be out in four. They say you got eight and a half years, but it's never eight and a half years. It's it won't be long. It'll be just you know. Won't be that long there at all. I wouldn't think they keep you know two or three years and then you're out you're out again, aren't you? They just that's what they do. Okay, um, we're going to whip over to um, Australia now and um, have a listen to some Australian news. And uh, at least 21 people have been injured in a massive gas explosion in downtown. At least 21 people have been injured, four seriously, in a hotel explosion in Fort Worth, Texas. Emergency services have responded to the scene at the Sandman Signature Hotel in the CBD. Police have declared a mass casualty incident and evacuated the area, but no fatalities have been reported. They say there is a possible floor collapse in the interior. It's believed a gas leak was the cause of the explosion. Also, at seven minutes to six, we'll have that TNT Radio News at six. Australian travel agency hit by data breach exposing passports and other information. Well, thousands of people have had their passport and travel details exposed in the latest data breach to hit Australia. Melbourne travel agency Inspiring Vacations is investigating a cybersecurity incident that happened in November last year. A protected database of more than 100,000 records was leaked online, including passport images and travel itineraries and tickets. Some travel documents included partial credit card numbers. A cybersecurity researcher who discovered the breach and reported it to the travel company says the database has since been secured. Inspiring Vacations says it has notified the Office of the Information Commissioner of the incident. Also, the cost of sending your kids to a private school is going through the roof in Australia as well. The cost of sending a child to a private school has ballooned to nearly $50,000 across parts of Sydney. At least 20 of the city's independent schools are charging more than $40,000 for year 12 tuition this year, some lifting fees by more than 10%. The price hikes are being blamed on inflation, rising salaries and increased competition for teachers and cuts in government funding. All independent schools are expected to lift tuition fees by between 5 and 15% for 2024.
And the frog Prime Minister, she's resigned. The French Prime Minister has resigned as President Emmanuel Macron seeks to reshuffle his cabinet. In her resignation letter, Elizabeth Bourne seemed to suggest she stepped down at Mr Macron's request. Her resignation comes as Mr Macron tries to revive his presidency for its last few years. His term comes to an end in 2027 and he won't be able to run for president again. Ms Bourne will act as caretaker until her successor is named. The 62-year-old became France's second female Prime Minister when she was appointed in 2022. It's five minutes to six. You're with the world at five with Grant Edwards. And also um, over in Australia too, they're still pushing the Jovid um, scare tactics, the fear porn. Have a listen to this. It's the same. It's, it's going to be the same. Something's fishy's going on. Something's something's about to happen. A new Omicron sub-variant of COVID-19 is causing new waves of infection across New South Wales and Victoria. The Victorian Department of Health has reported a rise in community transmission and hospital admissions linked to a new variant named JN1. An average of 377 people were taken to hospital with COVID-19 across the state over the last week. New South Wales Health also says there were high levels of COVID activity as 2023 came to an end. The rise in cases has prompted a target to recommend vulnerable people and anyone over the age of 75 to get a booster shot if they haven't received the vaccine in the last six months. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, get a booster shot. Yeah, good idea to get a booster shot. Hey, um, Kim Jong-un, he's 40. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has turned 40 this week. Probably. Kim's birthday has never been publicly confirmed by the secretive regime, but is believed to be January 8, 1984. His father and grandfather, the previous two leaders of North Korea, had both their birthdays celebrated as national holidays. The closest the regime has come to publicising his birth date was four years ago, when he received a birthday greeting from then US President Donald Trump. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? And Queen Camilla, she's revealing one of the King's many talents. Queen Camilla has released her own podcast. The 76-year-old launched The Reading Room after the success of her online book club. The podcast is set to feature interviews with celebrities like Joanna Lumley and writer Sir Ian Rankin. In a teaser for the podcast, the Queen reveals one of her favourite book series is Harry Potter and that her husband, King Charles, can do all the voices. It comes after Prince Harry and Meghan's Archetypes podcast and Spotify deal, was scrapped last year. Do you know you can get a, you can milk any mammal, even a mouse, although it is difficult getting the bucket under the mouse. And, you know, snakes are the same, apparently, <laughs> but they don't, they milk them from the other end. Uh, a reptile park celebrates one million snake milkings. Venom keepers at the Australian Reptile Park are celebrating an important milestone, their one millionth snake milking. The process involves extracting venom from the reptiles to produce anti-venom for snake bites and is distributed throughout Australia's healthcare system. Last year, the park broke a record for the most venomous terrestrial snakes milked in a day. The life-saving program has been running since the 1950s. And the Taiwanese ruling party candidate Lai vows to defend the uh, sovereignty over in Taiwan. There, it's two minutes to six. TNT Radio News coming up at six. We'll have a quick listen to this, and then we'll be back with some more Aussie news after that. One of the front runners in Saturday's Taiwan election has reaffirmed his commitment to defend the island's sovereignty. At a news conference for international media, the ruling party's presidential candidate. 
candidate Li Qingde promised to resist Beijing's one China push and strengthen relationships with Western democracies. China views Taiwan as its own territory. And although all three competing candidates for Taiwan's presidency reject reunification, Beijing is pushing to oust the incumbent DPP. Despite the Chinese government refusal to engage in dialogue with the DPP, its presidential candidate says he's open to discussions if he wins Saturday's election. And also, there's... At the forefront of defending our values against authoritarianism, we are determined to safeguard peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. While aspiring for peace, we harbor no illusions. That's quite right. Okay, two minutes to six, and uh, we're still with um, Sky News and Teal Wave to sweep over Queensland. The Teal movement is spreading north into Queensland. Climate 200, which backed 23 independents at the last federal election, now wants to expand into the Sunshine State. The Liberal-held seats of Fairfax on the Sunshine Coast and McPherson on the Gold Coast are specifically being targeted. It's also expected to support independents in the New South Wales seats of Bradfield and Cowper and the Victorian seats of Casey and Wannon. Ah, that's very interesting. And I've got a whole lot of repeats coming up here now, all the stuffy, the French Prime Minister and all that. We've already had all that, haven't we? The fresh, co- fresh wave of COVID coming up, Kim Jong-un's birthday. Why is it all Queen Camilla? It's all repetitive. Ruling party in Taiwan, the teal wave. Oh, goodness me. Well, anyway, what do you what do you think about rodeo? Eh? Do you like rodeo? Have a, have a quick listen to this and then we'll we'll, we'll be joined by um, TNT Radio News. There's this real famous bull named Bushwhacker. He had this one ride when he was real young. Bushwhacker's a bull. But then once he started going to all the big bull rides, like nobody rode this bull. And JB picked him 13 times. Like he always picked that bull. Some guys would pick a bull they know they could ride. JB went to Bushwhacker 13 times and he rode him once. The most dangerous, bad baddest bull in the world and he just kept going back to him and so when you say he only wrote it once I mean- in a recent court filing fulton county district attorney fanny willis and special prosecutor nathan wade are embroiled in controversy over allegations of an improper relationship and financial benefits arising from the prosecution of former president donald trump the accusations made by former trump campaign official michael roman seeks the disqualification of willis wade and the entire da's office from the trump case the filing alleges that Wade, who was paid around $654,000 by Fulton County since January of 2022, used part of these funds for luxurious trips with Willis. It suggests that their relationship, which reportedly started during Wade's marriage, has led them to profiting significantly from the prosecution. The allegations include claims of the pair being seen together privately in Atlanta and possibly cohabitating. The timing of these developments is critical as the DA's office prepares to bring the Trump case to court. This controversy has raised questions about the prosecution's objectivity and integrity, adding to the already politically charged nature of the case. Willis has not commented on the allegations, while Wade's law firm has denied claims of a personal relationship. The case is drawing significant attention due to the high-profile individuals involved and the potential impact on the credibility of the prosecution. Critics of the Trump case have previously expressed skepticism about its legal and factual basis, and these new allegations could further challenge the prosecution's legitimacy. A U.S. fugitive known as Nicholas Rossi, who is accused of faking his own death and fleeing the country to avoid rape charges, is in a Utah jail 
after he was extradited from Scotland last week, jail records showed on Monday. Mr. Rossi, whose legal name is Nicholas Olivergian, is charged with sexually assaulting a 21-year-old woman in Orem, Utah in 2008, according to local prosecutors. He was not identified as a suspect until about a decade later due to a backlog of DNA test kits at the Utah State Crime Lab. Mr. Rossi faces another felony rape charge in Salt Lake County, where prosecutors say he sexually assaulted a 26-year-old former girlfriend after an argument, also in 2008. He faces multiple other complaints against him in Rhode Island and Ohio for alleged domestic violence, sexual abuse, and fraud. A recent poll by Rasmussen reports indicates that a significant majority of U.S. voters, approximately 65 percent, perceive the substantial increase in illegal border crossing at the nation's southern border as an invasion. This perspective is shared across various demographic groups, with majorities in each category, including 73 percent of Hispanic and 74 percent of black voters, 63 percent of women, and 55 percent of Democrats, describing the situation as either very accurate or somewhat accurate. Only a small fraction, about 15%, consider this characterization as not at all accurate. Furthermore, the poll reveals that an even larger segment, 72% of voters, view the current border situation as a crisis. In terms of national securities, 70% of Americans, which includes 63% of Democrats, regard border security as a critical issue. This data reflects a growing concern among the U.S. populace about the challenges and implications of the ongoing situation at the southern border. Well, on a trip to the Texas border town Eagle Pass, House Speaker Mike Johnson told Margaret Brennan that congressional Republicans will not approve the $14 billion requested by the White House to secure the border unless they change the policy. These are policy choices that, that created this chaos, and it is thus policy choices that could change it. And Which that's policy what choices do you think well, need to be changed? On his first day in office, President Biden came in and issued executive orders that began this chaos. Um, Romania, Mexico is, is one of them. Uh, the, the catch and release program has created part of this problem. You could end catch and release. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging. At the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Extremes right across the country. Auckland, North Shore, 18.5. Wauru, 10.7 is the lowest. Nugget Point, 55, uh, 55 kilometres per hour. And it's dry in all main centres right across New Zealand. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging. At the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning. The Australian Federal Court will bring down its well, judgment. It has been a very ugly day on world financial markets. Quite amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know it was a bad day. In essence, Seven was the author of his own misfortune. It was just an extraordinary judgment. They've lost in relation to every cause of action. I need to interrupt you because we have some breaking news that uh, Steve Brax, the Victorian Premier, is apparently set to resign. There are some rumours certainly doing the corridors. For me, it is the right time to step down. The Australian dollar's had its biggest plunge in a year. Yeah, it's been a huge morning of breaking news. Do you think you will be going to appeal? Uh, we felt disappointed. It is a bloodbath on the market, isn't it? What a day and what a... We will defend ourselves. Ferrari say that they're outraged that rivals McLaren have been cleared of any wrongdoing. The bears are out in full force, savaging everything in their path. And I'll resign from the Ministry and from Parliament. Surprise, surprise, who would have thought it? One thing's for sure, you can never expect anything in this job. I understand uh, what he would have gone through. There's some breaking news now, and the Commonwealth Director of Public Policy. I accept that there will on occasions be mistakes. 
We're waiting for the statement from Immigration Minister Kevin Andrews. He will be released into residential detention. This is a highly embarrassing backdown. $41 billion has been wiped off the value of the share market. Friday, it's been quite a remarkable session before. There's been a collision on a massive scale in Tokyo Bay, Japan, with a Greek fighter hitting us. Six minutes past six with Grant Edwards on The World at Five. The short forecast for Northland, Auckland, Coromandel Peninsula, partly cloudy. They've got, uh, that's about the east coast. Otherwise, fine weather. A chance of a shower in the far north. Waikato, Wanganui, including the Bay of Plenty in the central high country. Also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mostly fine today. Isolated showers of the afternoon and evening, mainly inland. For Manawatu to Wellington, also for the Wairarapa, across the Cook Strait to Nelson, Buller and Marlborough. Mainly fine weather, cloudy periods in Wairarapa though. For Westland, cloudy periods, showers spreading north, turning to rain in the south, uh, With uh, that's towards the evening. For Fiordland, rain developing in the morning and then heavy falls in the evening. Canterbury and Otago, except for Cluth, are mainly fine weather today. High cloud with patchy morning drizzle about the coast south of Christchurch. Clutha and Southland, high cloud today, scattered rain from the afternoon. And uh, Chatham Islands, partly cloudy all day today. Staying across Australia's local news when you're overseas has never been easier. For Important headlines. Travelling Aussies stream Australia Channel. $6 a month with no lock-in contract. Sign up now for a free week-long trial. 7 past 6 with Grant Edwards. The extended forecast for the North Island, mainly fine weather apart from isolated showers. South Island rain in the west from with heavy falls in Fiordland, South and Westland. Showers developing in the south, mainly fine elsewhere. That's Thursday. For Friday in the North Island, mainly fine but isolated showers in the south. South Island rain in the west, gradually clearing, mainly fine fine elsewhere with the odd shower. Saturday doesn't look too bad for the North Island, mainly fine. Isolated showers in the south and west. South Island's going to be rain though. Rain developing in the west and south, mainly fine elsewhere though, and just just the odd shower. The extended forecast for the Chatham Islands, mainly fine on Thursday with strengthening northwesterly winds, and then a few showers on Friday as the winds, winds turn lighter southwest, fine on Saturday with southwesterlies turning to stronger northwesterly winds. When news breaks. Winds gusting 60 and 80 knots out there. We take you there. 5,000 requests for help. Live. It's going to come up around about my waist if I continue to stand here. First, with breaking news. Open the front door and thought, oh my God. Trees that have fallen, cars that have been caught up in flooding water. Anytime. We're just going to take you live now to Parliament House. Anywhere. Live now to outer space by NASA. Breaking news happens here. This is Sky News. And now we're over at abcnet.au and Taiwan's Defence Ministry mistranslates alert, falsely says China launched missiles. The Taiwanese Defence Ministry mistranslates the alert into English, saying China has launched a missile instead of a satellite and urging caution days before the island's elections. And Macron appoints the youngest and first openly homosexual French Prime Minister. French media is reporting he will replace Elizabeth Bourne, and I think that's happened already who resigned earlier this week. Oh, not quite. That was four hours ago. Uh, David Bowie celebrated in Paris with Street honouring his legacy. Uh, there was a, The sign was un, unveiled on what would have been the musician's 77th birthday. Gosh, is he that old? Gosh, makes me feel old. Childcare worker refused bail after allegedly detaining two children in Western Australia. A 28-year-old woman faces court after allegedly attempting to detain two children aged two and six while walking her dog in Exmouth. And I am not, I am not top-ranked Aussie woman says decision not to give her OA wildcard feels personal. Arena 
Rodeo Nova. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's beautiful, though. Just the perfect woman. Look at her. Perfect looking. Probably rotten on the inside. No, she's probably lovely. Um, this, her name is Arena and um, Rodeo Nova. And she says the Tennis Australia will be celebrating because she will not play the Australian Open after missing out on the... Did she say they will be celebrating? Oh, won't be playing after missing out on the wild card and losing to qualify. Oh, why would they be celebrating? Oh, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going in there. You can do it. You can go over. You have a look yourself. ABC. Don't be lazy. <laughs> ABC.net.au. I'll just give you the headlines. Teacher becomes overnight celebrity after discovering a Boeing door plug in the backyard. Bob Sauer. Uh, he is a science teacher at the Portland, Oregon school. Discovered that the Alaskan Airlines door plug. What's a door plug? Do they just mean the door, which is in you know in round the jams, the jams round the outside rather. The doors jams not like not like you put on your toast. A jam, you know, the door jam. That's the outside of the door. The door plug. What, what does it mean by a plug? A door plug. They just mean oh, it's just it's a door. It's not a door plug. It's the door. Why would they call it a plug? They're silly, aren't they? In airline that stuff, fuselage and all that sort of thing. You know, do the French have a word for fuselage? I don't know if they do. Don't know if they do. Um, now that's that. They found it anyway. So he's famous. That's um, the old teacher there. Anyway, near the um, epicenter of Japan's New Year's Day earthquake, locals are still looking for loved ones under the rubble. Oh, that's so bad, isn't it? It's terrible. Um, an enormous earthquake hit Japan on New Year's Day, initially prompting fears of a deadly tsunami on the country's west coast, uh, and it's Wajima, and it's one of the wor- worst hit cities of the remote. Moto Peninsula, Noto, I should say. Proposal for tough new. Oh, now my headphones are gone. Hang on, just a minute. Um, okay, we're right. Oh gosh, oh, that's no good. Uh, proposals for tough new liquor restrictions in Kimberley region. That's in Australia. In the Kimberley, Kimberley. We have got a place in Kimberley. If you go to Kimberley, when you, years ago, if you end up, you, you get your, your kids would drive you to Kimberley. Kimberley's a mental home. <laughs> anyway, they've got one in Aussie. It's probably not a mental home. Uh, in the Kimberley region, as as not uniform, Shire President says the Western Australian Liquor Licensing Director has given liquor retailers in Broome and Derby, or Derby, I would say, Derby, they say Derby, don't they pronounce it like that, Derby, Derby having a tinny at Derby, uh, until February the 23rd to explain why the government should not implement new restrictions and have drawn, they have drawn criticism for lack of uniformity between the two towns. Scientists are creating dictionary of salt water croc sounds captured reptilian love song on tape. <laughs> oh, yeah, OK, you can imagine that. Yeah, just more wasted money. And the taxpayer will be paying for these stupid people to be um, seeing if there's uh, crocodiles talk. Only good crocs are dead croc. <laughs> uh, Aussie trio score win in Adelaide as the Australian Open heat prep heats up. Uh, Jordan Thompson and Christopher O'Connell and also Alex Bolt have crowned. I wonder if there's any relation to that Bolt on um, Sky TV. They've all uh, cruised through to the second round in Adelaide, all straight sets. That's tennis. Straight sets, I know that. I know about tennis. Yeah, not very good at tennis. Anyway, South Korea passes a bill to outlaw dog meat. What? Just tastes delicious. Dog meat. I tell you what else is lovely as well. Dolphin. Have you ever tried dolphin? It's absolutely lovely. I was just reading um and porpoise. Nice. Absolutely really tasty. Uh one of my favourite fish would have to be um although they're mammals, aren't they? But still fish, you know, they swim in the sea. Um can you milk can you milk them? Probably if you're a mammal you can milk them. But anyway, um 
Yeah, one of my favourite fish would have to be the broadbill. Uh, yeah, the broadbill. That's very nice, very tasty indeed. It's sort of a white, you cut the lovely steak. Sometimes we get ones um, that um, the cookie cutters had put a hole in and you couldn't, couldn't sell them because they got a hole in them. These little cookie cutters, we're not sure what they were. Some sort of a fish that come up and they just basically take a big chunk of the flesh out. And so we, I, my, I, was, I was good. They liked me on board the ship because on board the, um, the fishing boat because I was the only one that could cook um, while, while we're in, in heavy seas <laughs> without throwing up in the food. Anyway, uh, massive, massive um, crowds of Philippine Catholics are swarming a statue of Jesus Christ, uh, believed to have healing powers. Uh, authority, gosh, they're so superstitious, aren't they, the Catholics? Uh, authorities estimate two million devotees will join a Black Nazarene procession of the Black Nazarene of the uh, centuries-old tradition. And surfers take takes himself to hospital after a shark bites his leg. We look, he did a nasty job of the surfboard as well. With the look of it, two hundred meters off the beach. A man was able to make it, make his own way back to shore and get himself to hospital. And police shoot the gentle giant dog dead after it attacked officers and arrested man in Perth. Uh, yeah, and police shoot the dog. Yeah, they do. Nothing really else. Russian billionaire blames Sotheby's for losing billions, millions rather, paying markups for Picasso, Da Vinci and artworks. Sotheby, Sotheby have defended itself. Uh, saying it knew nothing of the wrongdoing by an art buyer who advised the billionaire on buying works that he was paying secret markups on. Oh, gosh, that's clever, isn't it? And uh, police quarters ransacked to compounds raided as specialist cops deployed to uh, uh, to troubled Northern Territory community just weeks after a man was shot with a compound bow. I remember that. Yeah, that, that's those ones where they've got, um, you pull them back, they're easy to pull back, and you let them go, wang, they're 80 pounds or something like that. The normal bows, you know, they don't have, they've got lots of strings on them, the compound bows, compound, there we are. Anyway, so a specialist tactical officers have been deployed to the remote community of Wadigi, and they will try and quell the violent unrest up there. Gosh, is that right? It's getting bad up there. New variants to drive New South Wales to the highest levels of Jovid fear in the year, and New South Wales has been the highest level of COVID this year, with two variants being um, behind the bulk of cases. It's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. It's the testing. It's the testing. It's just all nonsense. That's why they murdered. That's why they killed Kerry Mellis, the inventor of PCR. I wonder who invented the rat, the rat test. But anyway, it's just all nonsense. Just rubbish. Don't get tested. You could end the whole thing. Just don't get tested. It's just nonsense. It's a nonsense. And it's all part of just keeping you... There's waves. What they're doing, they're doing now, it's waves of fear. We get down, we're all happy now, and then there's another high of fear again, and then down again, and then fear again, and then down again. Because climate thing, no one's really scared about climate, are they? But we're scared about getting germs and diseases. They've got us... For the last 150 years, they've been telling us, well, certainly since the 70s, they've been scaring us about germs. You know, they don't exist either. It's just microbes. Everybody, everybody, every human being has about two kilograms of microbes. And then when they put them under the microscope, they go, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, that's a germ there. You've got some germs in there. It's nothing of the sort. Go to um, Dr. Sam Bailey here, New Zealand doctor, her and her husband, Mark. Go and have a look at some of her stuff there over at drsambailey.com. That's D-R-Sam Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. 
Go there and have a listen. And also read Virus Mania. You'll get to about chapter three and you'll be convinced they don't even exist, these germs and viruses. It's just microbes. It's just what happens when things die or become dis-ease, you know, not at ease. It's just they change and they look at it and they go, oh, yeah, that's the, you know, it's just nonsense. It's utter nonsense. It's just a lie. Everything's a lie. Do you know the Bible says that the God of this world is not Jesus Christ or God? The God of this world is actually Satan, the devil, the, the um, Antichrist, the, what do they call him? Um, another name, Lucifer. That's another name for him. Fallen angel. Piss God off. Um, stopped, diverted the praise. That's where your drums come from, you know, the pipes, because he had pipes apparently, and they, they put a cover over the pipe, and that's your drums, the bongo drums, that sort of stuff. And that he diverted the praise away from God, and God said, Right, you're out. So he's, but he was quite persuasive. He managed to take this is Lucifer, managed to convince one third of, of all the angels in heaven, which could be trillions of millions of billions of trillions. <laughs> of, we don't know how many there are, lots. And he convinced them. Anyway, cast to the earth. Earth, right? This is before Adam and Eve. Then God put Adam and Eve down in his territory, and that really upset him. And God gave, because he, was the, he, became, he was the God of this world. So Lucifer is the God of this world. He actually runs the show. He's got the kingship. He's got the authority of this world. He's the father of lies. Okay, that's why, because everything we're learning is lies. All the stuff they're teaching us at school. So it's all, it's all, most of it's lies. 90% of it's lies. In the media, it's usually probably just lies. Uh, 20 past six, too, by the way. Uh, so anyway, um, then Adam came, right? Adam and Eve. And that really upset uh, Lucifer. And so he thought, stuff this. Because God said, I'll give you dominion. He gave, he gave Adam dominion over the earth. No, 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 you can't have that. Oh, I've got dominion, says Lucifer. But no, he lost it, you see, because God sidetracked, sidelined him, created this beautiful world, lovely garden, put a man in there and gave him a nice uh, woman. He said, you're the only woman in the world for me. <laughs> and uh, of course I love you. Of course I love you. You're the only woman in the world. And then he, um, uh, yeah, and, and Lucifer got really upset about it. So he had to make him sin. Then he would lose his kingship. He would lose the uh, godship or king, kingship of the world. And he did that by making him sin. He did that and he lost it. He fought. That's why it's called the fall. He fell. Lucifer took over. Lucifer is now the god of this world. And everything's a lie. He's the father of all lies. He's the father of it. A liar from the beginning. And so that's what we've got. Everything we're learning, everything we're learning is lies. You can't believe a word of it. The only real truth is found in John chapter 17, verse 17. It says, thy word is truth. So you can trust the Bible. And don't trust what other people tell you the Bible says. Don't trust them. Just go and read it for yourself. It's so easy. Just go and read it. God's made it so easy. Put it in King James English, which is the easiest English to understand. When you run it through a flesh Kincaid grade level indicator, it is the easiest to understand. Why is that? Because it's all Anglo-Saxon one and two syllable words. Very easy. Here's another report from Sky News. And we've seen the catastrophic consequences for Bud Light when they went woke. Here is an antidote to that. This is Egard, which is a watch company out of Florida, and they are taking a stand for women. When I was a little girl, I had this dream that seemed so impossible. I was going to be the fastest runner in the world. It will be a new world record. I got this little nugget of an idea from my dad. He used to watch me run and say, Ain't no woman alive that can beat you. And I believed him. He made me feel 
invincible. It wasn't easy. I trained hard, harder than anyone else I know. But I was made for this. I was an unstoppable force. A life dedicated to perfection. But even perfection wouldn't be enough. the video anyway it was long enough it gave me time to uh, go and pour my coffee it was boiling away there a man's been accused of hosting a child exploitation website arrested after task force Argrip Argrop Argos Argos rather Argos tip off 25 year old man faces court charges and numerous child exploitation offences after he was arrested in South Australia as part of a police investigation prompted by the information from Queensland's task force Argos and uh, field targeted by magpies. Eight-year-old uh, viral research could explain why. Emma Green Glenfield, she wants to know why magpies swoop. Well, it's because I know why. Because their eggs are there. Because you've got they've got their nesty looking after their young ones or their eggs. That's why she's conducting some cutting-edge research, displaying her results with Lego. Do you know um, who else does that? What are, what other birds do that? Uh, swallows. Swallows will do that. Oh, it's just a little girl doing it. Oh, Emma. Oh, yeah, little cutie. She's not a big scientist. You know, wasting taxpayers' money at all. She's just doing a little thing for school. So why do they? Why do they? Let's find out why. Um, they swoop all right. Uh, does it say why? 150 students and teachers. Tens of thousands of people from right around the world did the survey. Oh, she sent out a survey, did she? She's a clever little thing. So why do they do it? Magpies. According to magpie expert Daryl Jones, Professor Emeritus of University of Griff- Griffin, uh, it's the first time anyone has ever examined the link between magpie swoops, swooping and appearance. Mm, really? Ah, and the number of respondents to Emma's survey also dwarfs any research that's ever been able to be gathered. The sample size of is so big that Emma and her mum worked, worked out at, that her results have just 1% margin of error, and Professor Jones is now combing through the data to work out what else she can discover. Oh, we don't know what she's discovered. It's just too big and long, too many words, and words are a mystery to me. I can only read headlines. I get I get bogged down in the words and get lost. Dyslexic, <laughs> dyslexic, whatever it is. Hey, it's foggy this morning. Sun's up. And it kind of looks like there's a fire. Oh, the barn is on fire. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. That'd be terrible. Three people have been arrested over suspicious death of a 19-year-old uh, in Alice Springs. Uh, Northern Territory Police have arrested three people in relation to the death of Yil Gat Luak, whose body was found on the remote road near Alice Springs on New Year's Day. Police say they are treating his death as a homicide. Lots of people go missing in these weird out the back there, you know. Like I was listening to some of that real crime stories, and there's a bit of that goes on in some of these places, you know, some serial people just live out, you know, just think they're normal people and they're not, and they're actually, you know, capturing you as you go through their town and whatever they do to you, and you never get seen again. 
Um, and so there we are. So those are most of the stories. Yep, that's everything that's just in. That's just in from uh, a, um, abc.net.au. It's 26 minutes past six. Now, well, look, it must be time for a country song. Um, where's Morgan? I want Morgan again. She's lovely. I had it yesterday. I played I played one just beforehand. Uh, Morgan Wade. Here we are. See if I can find it. There we are. Wilder Days is my favourite. Can we hear that? Yeah. Of course we can. This one is uh, just probably my f- most f- my most bestest favourite favourite of all music.
Oh man, that's so good. It's 6.30 Morgan Way there and I wish I'd known you in your wilder days. You know, cigarette smoke, you only used to smoke when you drank. How and arrogant are you to think that you deserve to go through life with no one ever saying anything that you don't agree with or like? Um, yeah, but you shouldn't hurt people's feelings. Well, you can if their feelings are wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Get, if, yeah. If you don't like the facts, get... Yeah, don't yeah. change the facts, change the feelings. Yeah. I, I want people to stop saying that joke's offensive. Yeah. I want them to start saying, I found it offensive. Because you've got to own the emotion. Because that's all it is. You're yeah. just telling me how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, isn't it? 29 to 7, Jim Ron. He's good too, isn't he? That was Ricky Gervais too, by the way. This chance to grow, change, develop, absorb, take in. I'm asking you to expand and grow. So you can hold more of the next experience. Some people can't be very happy. You could pour happiness out on the whole world. Some people can't be very happy. Why? They're not big enough. If you're small, you don't get much. Small in comprehension. Small in the ability to think and wonder. Small in appreciation. No matter how much is poured out. Prosperity can be poured out on the whole country. Some people don't get much. Why? They're too small. Too small in their thinking. Too small in their ability to share. Have not expanded to their full capacity. Don't be like that. Yeah, that's just rum. Uh, no, no, I was reading something that was rubbish. No, that's good. No, that, that, he's brilliant. Yeah, very good. Uh, that's Jim Ron. That's R-O-H-N. Now, earth-shattering global heat record. Have you noticed they're pushing this heat thing at the moment? The hottest thing on record? Rubbish. 1973. 7th of February, 1973 was the hottest year on, in New Zealand. The hottest year. The hottest day. It got up to 42.4 degrees in Blenheim. I think it was, and in Canterbury it was 42.3 degrees, which is the hottest we've got on record, according to Niwa, and they've been hiding data, and we've probably got a lot hotter ones. There's a magpie just right right down there. I could shoot that magpie very easily right now, right on the top of that fence post. I could. I, I, I Sometimes when there gets a bit too many of them, I do shoot them, but I do love the sound of them. I like them, but not too many. you just got to, you know... Keep them right. Anyway, this is more news from AP put out by APnews.com. That's, um, uh, what's AP again? Um, Applied Press? No, um, Associated Press. Earth-shattering global heat record in 2023 is flirting with warming warming limit, European agency says. The earth-shattering, listen to the, listen to the language, global annual heat records last year. Uh, and it's flirting with the warming threshold that national nations wanted to say stay with them to avoid the worst consequences of climate. Just a load of rubbish. Just come out now. Absolute nonsense. You know, we've had far warmer days. Don't believe any of this word, folk. Please don't believe it. It's just nonsense. Blinken's in Israel still, and he looks um, to um, planning for the post-war in Gaza as a bombardment and fighting continues to rage. And Gabriel Attal is... Um, I wonder if it's Attal. Attal could be Attal. They forget the hour because there's no consonant after the... Sorry, no vowel after the consonant. So it could be Attal. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, France's youngest ever, the first openly homosexual prime minister. He looks like an Indian. Oh, maybe he's not. What are you? No, he's not. No, he's a white homosexual. There he is. White homosexual young man. He is. He's very light. He's very nice, though. He's a very nice chap. And um, I'll be going over to France to see him sometime. Now, what if I could find Kenneth Williams? I, if I had Kenneth there, just a moment ago. I had him yesterday. He was very good, wasn't he? 
I like Kenneth. Actually, I've moved into some another little voice there. It's moved away from Kenneth into something else. I didn't really like it, so don't know if I will. But I'll bring you Kenneth now, just while we're mucking around here. Kenneth Williams. Kenneth is good. He's good. He says he wasn't homosexual. Uh, now, who are we talking to? Kenneth um, Kenneth Williams. Um, Kenneth Williams. No relation to Robin Williams, but another funny man. All the same. Um, you heard him. We, yesterday we had him with accents. Now, this is him with Joan Rivers. Goes on for a bit, but it's worth it. It's worth it, guys. How nice to meet you. Thank God it's not PVC I'm sitting on. <laughs> I can't stand that stuff. And so often you get PVC to sit on. And I have to be very careful, as you probably know. <laughs> been in three times, three times for the operations, you know. And? Are you... On the nether regions. <laughs> OK now? Not really, no. I suffer very badly from wind. <laughs> very, very badly. <laughs> A lot of bicidol and stuff like that, you know, and it's interfered with my career on more than one occasion. In fact, I remember a love scene with Maggie Smith and I was kneeling. It was called The Private Ear in the Public Eye. I was kneeling. My speech to her was, let me be the frog, you know, that turns into the prince. And uh, this inadvertent wind broke. And she said, when she was upstage, she said, front row heard that. <laughs> and that didn't exactly help me, you know. When I went back, when I went back afterwards, I said to her in the dressing room, what did you say that for? They, they would have gone by ordinarily, you know. Which is best to wear these things. <laughs> And, and the very same thing occurred with Joan Sims in Carry On Up the Khyber. I was the the, car, the Kazi of Calibur, I was playing. <laughs> the Kazi of Calibur, they call me. And I, I had to say to her, you are a jewel, my darling, you are a jewel. And then again, I broke wind and, and they, said, they said, cut, cut, cut. And all the cameras stopped and the director said, that was heard on the soundtrack. <laughs> And she rose in great hauteur and said, how can you make love to people blowing off? <laughs> oh, oh, it's so disgusting. And they all went right off. I said, oh, come off it, for goodness sake. You were none of us perfect. Even Valentino blew off. <laughs> and, and she said, yes, but... She said, yes, but they were silent films. <laughs> so, so it has been endless problems. You know, gone on and on. <laughs> it's uh, you're wonderful. <laughs> yes, but I mean, we all do have these yes, terrible you... weaknesses, don't we? Well, see, when it's silent, it's okay, because then you just walk fast and pretend, you know, it wasn't yeah. you. If you're an elevator, blame the person next to you. Just go, pig. Yes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, when you first started out, you had no, when you first worked with Peter, oh, with you had no Peter. problems. That was pieces of, yes. pieces of eight, wasn't it? There were no pieces problems of... in that show, certainly. No, I was all right, in fact. And I was subjected to dreadful things because like, at the opening of the show, I was an angel and the cast all sang, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And then I descended and said, Peace on earth and goodwill, as this angel on a, a wire. Do you remember? And they strapped this wire onto you with a, a harness around the crotch. It's, it's suspended from the crop. And, of course, that was really what started. It was agony up the crop. <laughs> and, and then I came down, and we went to go straight into this, into this sketch where I was selling ties and shirts. That was the first one. And then I had another very funny thing he wrote for me about a man with a box, a little box in which he said he had an asp. 
It's like an Aspen here. It's not a Viper. Oh, no, it's an Aspen, mother. <laughs> and, and became absolutely manic and obsessed with what I've got in my body. And, and it said, it, it's not a horse. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't got a horse in my box. Oh, no, it's not a horse box. <laughs> and I haven't got a goldfish, neither, because this box is not waterproof. They haven't waterproofed cardboard yet. <laughs> Or if they have, they haven't told me. And it went on and on about how he had these fantasies about what he could have kept in the box. And the other man, it was a railway carriage. Walter plays a railway carriage. And the other man was bored stiff. And he was saying, sure, I'm sure, you're a very interesting bore. Weird, you're wasn't it? incredible, the, the voices you do. You go from one character to another. Yes, it was part of the English scene, isn't it? Oh. Do you, do you know? find the English scene very different from the American scene? Oh, I read your books. Let me just, first of all, say they were wonderful. Oh, it's and, you autograph them for me backstage? Oh, yes, most yes. certainly. Do you, you do autograph? Yes, we have autograph sessions in these shops. There was one where Monica Dickens, she was asked for an autograph session and she wrote in because the woman said Emma Chesit so she put with love to Emma Chesit and the woman said what's you written in here she said your name Emma you said Emma Chesit she said I said how much is it <laughs> and she ruined the book and she ruined the book it can be disaster these it can be disaster these sessions but what were you on about? Do, no, but do you find... Do you find... Because um, I read the books before oh, the, you the came on, and they said to me, now, you may not understand some of this. Yes. Do you, yes, do you find American and, and English yes, humor I, so different? Yeah, I think there are certain, what do you call it, national characteristics, right. which don't translate awfully well. On the other hand, I think the content of humor is funny anywhere if it's, you know, universal. I mean, if you get somebody like, for instance... Coral Brown. A very good friend. Yes. I love her, yes. I like Coral. She was taken on the set of Oedipus Rex, you know, the Peter Brook production, and the set predominantly was a huge phallus. It was 19 foot high and gold. And they said, what do you think of the set? And she said, well, it's no one I know. <laughs> now, that, I think, would be funny anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that would be funny anyway. Do you laugh at our expressions? Yes, I remember thinking when I saw Jack Benny first, it was at the Palladium, and he came on, and his first, his first words were, I agreed to do a charity show in your country, and he said, I agreed because it was a charity, of course, to do it for nothing. I mean, I, it was a charity show. But I found afterwards that Eddie Cantor, on that bill, got $5,000. And he said, there was a slight pause, he said, Eddie Cantor needs $5,000, like a reindeer needs a hat rack. <laughs> and I, they didn't laugh. Just, funny, very funny. Well, I found that delightful. Very funny. Absolutely lovely. That's, yeah. Now, I'm looking at you and you're a very attractive man, and we've asked everybody else on the panel. And I'm just curious how you think of yourself as a, like Phil came out and said he's a big lover and we know about Dudley, you know, and Samantha got coy, but we found out, and <laughs> Peter tells you whether you want to know or not. How is your love life? How do you rate yourself as a lover? Oh, I don't do it. I'm not, I know I'm asexual. I should have been a monk. I should have monk. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only interested in myself and I would have good regard any kind of, uh, relationship <laughs> as uh, deeply intrusive. I mean, I, I regard... I mean, privacy is the most important thing in my life, and anything which invaded that would be a threat. So, consequently, I live a life of celibacy. 
I'm not interested in the other. <laughs> and from all I hear, from all I hear of, of other people's adventures in that sphere, I must say, I, I think, well, good luck to them. They're <laughs> welcome. I, I, I wouldn't want any part of it. No. It seems to me a very messy business. Oh, okay. <laughs> There were three stories in the book that you, you, in your books I read that I would love you to tell. What are you, my favorite favorite, it's probably been told to death, but I got hysterical when I read it, was the queen in the carriage with the horse. Yes, that was in the, um, the, the what Majesty book by Lacey, Robert Lacey. It was a potentate and uh, they had an open lander and they were, they were seated in it on the way to the palace, she'd met with Victoria. And the horse exploded violently. It was a terrible, <laughs> a terrible thought. And, and, and she apparently just, just said, whoops, pardon. <laughs> and the black potentate said, it's perfectly all right, Your Majesty, if you hadn't spoken, I would have thought it was the horse. <laughs> Human side, isn't it? <laughs> Tell me what your favorite of all these anecdotes, all these uh, uh, lines that you, you've collected. What are your favorites of all? Oh, that would be very difficult, really. I, th I, I would say my favorite quote, yes. yes, would definitely be Mae West because she'd been bored at years of Adelaide with one of these all in wrestlers going on about the Nelson Hold and the half Nelson Hold and the whole end saga about all in wrestling. And she said, Honey, if it's all in, why wrestle? <laughs> there we are that is uh, the wonderful kenneth williams there with joan rivers she's a hoot too isn't she eh isn't she a funny one oh i reckon yeah i reckon um richard branson he says you don't have to know everything about everything he said you just you've just got to be you know kind of what is it you're not not good at business you don't have to know about the books he talks about knowing the difference between um net and gross and you know he doesn't he and you know he never uses a computer either he's just got ideas he's an ideas man apparently he's dyslexic as well some of us are you know the some of the greatest people are in the world <laughs> I was in a board meeting when I was about 50 years old. I think I said, is that good news or bad news? And, and one of the directors said, come, come outside, Richard, a minute. So came outside and he said, you don't know the difference between net and gross, do you? So I said, no. He said, I thought not. Anyway, I brought a sheet of papers. He, he has some colour pens and he, he colours it in blue and then he puts a fishing net in, the, in it and then he puts a little fish in the fishing net and he says, um, so the fish that are in the net, that's your profit at the end of the year and the rest of the ocean, that's your gross turnover. And um, I went, I've got it. Ever since then, I've been name dropping net and gross to people who've obviously know full, full well what it is. But the point of the story is it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's a good idea, most likely, if your chief accountant uh, knows for somebody who's running a company what matters is can you create the best company in its sector just go out and create something that's going to make a positive difference to other people's lives that's exactly right 15 minutes to 7 that's exactly right Richard Branson's right on that and do what you love you know if you've got something that you think well, people need this you know look go and look and see what what do people need you think oh I could I could enjoy myself doing that making that or providing that service and that's all you need to worry about. Don't worry, don't worry about business plans and all that. <laughs> just go, just have a crack at it. That's what I do. I just go and have a go at it. Like I wasn't. I wanted to do sheep milking. I thought that would be really cool. 
It was in the Bible too that milk of the ewe was good for you. Milk of the butter, but milk of the kine, which is cow, is for butter for eating, not for drinking. So we shouldn't be drinking cow's milk. We should be drinking ewe's milk, sheep's milk. That's what the Bible says. So I thought I'll do that. And I thought, well, how am I going to do this? It's going, you know, going to buy three hundred and fifty sheep or something, or a thousand sheep, you know, to make a living. You would. I thought, no, I'll just do a little micro one, you know, just a tiny little one. I have twenty twenty sheep and see how they go. And out of that, about fifteen of them were milked quite well. And I just did it all as just a little micro thing. Didn't cost too much. And there it was. And there, now I know quite a bit about sheep milking. I did it for, you know, one season uh, for myself. And um, then I sold, I've sold. i sold all the gear and sold all the sheep. I've got new ones now coming up because I'm going to do another one. And I'm going to and build it up a little bit bigger, actually, as well. Because I think they're quite good for the land sheep as well. They're not so hard on the, on the, um, on the hill country in the winter as well. And, you know, you get those big furrows. I mean, they still walk around the side of the hill and leave a and, you know, leave these ridges, but nothing like big heavy cattle over the winter. So um, I'd, I might like to run some sheep over the um, over the hill country, and that I think would be quite good. Now, um, yeah, we've got some problems here. We've got some problems. We're looking, I've got some Wellington listeners here, actually. Uh, yes, yeah, so good morning to everybody that's listening. Now, who do I, who do I have here? Let's... Uh, let me see. Um, this was um, y- yesterday, just looking at, um, at who we had. I don't know who they are until the following day, because the only ones that come up on Zeno are the, um, you know, the ones that are actually using that app. But there's other apps as well that people stream off. We've got people in Canada. A lot of people, most of our listeners are in Canada and the United States, followed by the United States, New Zealand. Um, we only really had a whole heap of people in Auckland, apparently. I don't know whether that's because they're using VPNs or whatever it is. I mean, I was listening, and I don't show up, and I'm not in Auckland. Um, we have also have uh, people from Hong Kong. Uh, let's see, what, what cities? It just says other cities, so we don't know. Don't know what it is. India, they've got someone in India, in Chennai, and uh, in Taiwan as well, in Taipei. That was yesterday. I wonder if, I'll, wonder if I know who they are today. Let me see if I can find out and see who, who's listening today. I'll just have a quick squiz here. It's um, 12 minutes to 7, too, by the way. And we're going to have TNT Radio News coming up at 7 o'clock. And also we'll drop it in here a little bit of uh, GB News. I quite, I'm sort of starting to quite like them. No, I don't have any information on that at the moment. Okay, now let's move over to the post because we've got some postal listeners. <laughs> we've got some. We, some would say, don't go postal on me, all right? Don't go postal. Now, the post. Right, here we are. And vandalism. There's been a vandalism spree. Apparently it leaves locals fuming. Smashed bus stops and windscreens greeted residents of Wellington's northern suburbs with repairs estimated to be thousands of dollars. Francis Chin has that story. And the drunk Tony, uh, Tony um, Fanau, or Juanau, she is not backing down over controversial Palestine post. The Wellington drunk mayor, she is, a, she was a drunk, says that she will continue to show support for the people of Palestine. There are no such thing as people of Palestine. There, Israel, <clears throat> Israel is the country, and do you know that all of that Gaza Strip belongs to Israel? It's all been promised to, to the, the children of I, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not Abraham and Ishmael. Ishmael is the father of Arabs. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. Palestinians are Arabs. There's Jews and Arabs. There's nothing else. And they just created this thing. Was Yasser Arafat he really got it going uh, in the 70s? But this coining this term Palestinian, just Jews and Arabs. It's all they were back in the 20s when um, uh, Golda Meir was there before she became prime minister. Now she was prime minister from 1969 until 1974. Gilda, Gilda Meyer, and uh, she did say that there is there were just Jews and Jews and Arabs, and I've got her. I think I've got I've got oh, Golda Golda. 
Golda Meyer. Yeah, yeah, 74. Well, have a listen to this. I'm a Palestinian. From 21 until 48, I carried a Palestinian passport. There was no such thing in this area as Jews and Arabs and Palestinians. There were Jews and Arabs. See, I back it up. Yeah, she's just backed me up. Now, a new bus route. This is for Wellington. We're looking at the press, the post, I should say. The post, not the press. The post.co.nz. You'll find them. Uh, the new bus routes for Wellington. The new routes will be a better link the eastern and western suburbs, according to Connor Nell. And central city leaks, water leaks gushing while office workers put their feet up. Uh, it's being described by business owners and commuters alike as embarrassing. 3,050 leaks. And now, and now the council are calling for... Us to be looking after our water, you know, to be preserved. What do you call it? Um, you know, we're not allowed to use water, conserving water. How dare they? They've got leaks everywhere and they're calling on, on us to do that. Uh, former politician Maggie Barry, she is um, apparently a disruptive Air New Zealand passenger, Maggie Barry, <laughs> believed to be. It is. It was the former MP broadcaster, Maggie Barry. Lovely. Uh, it was uh, abusive, apparently, and only. Uh, it doesn't take much to upset these little communist little people. Little funny little people, and I'm surprised at Dave, um, Dave Morgan. But you know, it's a big storm at a teacup. He should have just said, "Oh, you know, we're talking to the," you know. But it's all it's all just nonsense, isn't it? No, she's all right. Nothing wrong with Baggy, Maggie, Baggy Mary. Um, anyway, stand down after failed learner license tests are welcome. Apparently, they want to have a stand down. Chances uh, changes to the licensing system created a backlog of people wanting to sit the driver's license test there in Wellington with a wait for a, of a year or more. Just in some cases, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Angus the cat. It could be mayor of Upper Hutt. Apparently, Angus the countdown cat is a superstar of the supermarket. Well, they'll be going. They'll be going to Upper Hutt now instead of Otaki, won't they? With the New World, where they chucked that lady out, the frog marched her out, the eighty-year-old with heart complaint, for saying men are not women are not men, even if you squint. Uh, so that's the cat, the ginger cat there, and the police appealing for a missing sixty-one-year-old woman with de- dementia. Uh, she, her name is Ida, and she's been missing from her paraparam, a paraparaumu. We call it paraparam, paraparam home since Monday there and also drifting off the Wairarapa coast that kayaker thought this could be it he said I think this is it he didn't think he was going to make it back but anyway they got him and then Nainai Hit and Run accused appears in court the 36 year old is charged with the death of Anita Rani who was uh, visiting from India he's all tattooed over up to his just under his eyelids just under his eye, eyes there tattooed all the way up his face just awful apparently they have guns they do it with the little guns little ink guns there and they do it in prison so oh boy you wouldn't want to go to prison rising cost of elements um a cafe in lyle bay to close elements cafe is it oh no that's no good lyle bay that's no good the latest wellington hospo venture is to close but council records show numbers are actually rising slightly. Uh, soaring temperatures doing no favours for looming water crisis. See, it's just, it's just one crisis after another, isn't it? Just keep you in a total, just keep you suspended in um, anxiety. That's what they're trying to do. So just don't believe a word of it. Just don't believe a word of it. There is no problem with the water. You just go out and fix the bloody leaks, you useless councillors. Get the leaks sorted. And, and stop telling us to flip and, and water our plants or stand there for half an hour with a, with a hose. Oh, 
makes me irritable. Um, East by West, uh, the adult theory fares return to full price. Weekly commute jumped from $48 to 72 in September, and now it's going to be 96 again for the ferry operators say they can't afford to keep subsidising the cheaper fares. That's in Wellington. And the uh, archive of Maori images returned to New Zealand ownership. What, what New Zealand ownership? Return to the Maoris, is it? More than 5,300 images of Tangata Whenua. Did you know what that means? I don't know. We'll have a look. I don't know. Let's see. I'll see if I can. Oh, look. Oh, oh, they won't let you copy stuff over there. Um, this is from Fairfax Archive Collection. It will be repatriated to the New Zealand Library from New Zealand Permanent Collection. Oh, there you go. That's good then. Is that from? Rep- repatriated to the National Library of New Zealand Permanent Collection. Oh, that's good. And Connecting Rural New Zealand is a sponsored ad. Uh, most freedom campers sticking to the rules. Wellington City Council Rangers issued about 40 infringement notices over the Christmas and New Year break. Justin Wong and Connor Neal have that, Nell have that story. Taiwan's presidential race, a cat warrior. War threats and a collapse opposition coalition. Taiwan's voters will pick a new president on January the 13th, which is only just a few days away, three days away. But the results will be felt as far as Beijing and Washington, D.C., according to Justin Wong. Now, that's Wong, not Wing. Uh, that is Mr. Wong. And uh, behind the lens, Monique Ford photographs of her grandfather and granddaughter and a protest against university budget cuts with a favourite of the Post's visual journalist Monique Ford from 2023. That's a nice photo. I don't know if I like the backdrop, though. New World, woman trespassed from the supermarket for offensive comments. Person has been trespassed from the Capity supermarket, Otaki, uh, Otaki New World, after making repeated targeted and offensive comments. Well, she's allowed to. But then it's private property, so that's how they get that's how they get round it, you see. And look, the only photograph they've got of New World is, a, is an old codger coming out with a blue f- face mask on. <sighs> okay, and what else have we got? In, in years, more than a million spent on the Chateau upkeep. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought they were going to shut the whole thing down. The future of the Chateau Tongariro remains in the balance with significant investment required to reopen as a hotel. You can't let that go. That is a beautiful building. And more liquidations in the summer wind for Wellington Hospital. We talked about that. Dramatic stoat photo. Alarms Wellington conservationist. <laughs> stoat. Look at the stoat. Looks like it's standing up. It's going to have a crack at that bird. Ah, oh dear. And then you've got um, the vandalism spree. Oh, there's some nice old photos. Small town in their twilight. And Peter Jensen and Elizabeth Anderson set out to profile 165 small historic towns. Uh, that had flourished and faded, and there's a few of them there. That's a great, I love those old photos of the old cars and the old, you know, horses walking around to ride the horse to town. Um, go and have a look at that over at thepost.co.nz. It's under news. Tory one hour not backing down over the. Po- well, we talked about that silly pro pro Muslim terrorist, and uh, the new bus route's got that central leak. So there we are. That's the post. Yes, there we are. They've um, that is the post. We'll come back and look at some other news in just a moment. The science of two minutes to. I tell you what, we're gonna have um, news actually in a couple of minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Uh, two minutes time. Two minutes time. We'll have some news from TNT Radio. Muscle mass. Mm-hmm was really what convinced me. And there's two major signals for muscle mass, Hmm. protein intake, amino acids, and mechanical 
work or forces, right? right? So both of those two things stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Yeah, that's quite right. Now, the Jewish Learning Institute, the war is not only about Israel. In the Middle Ages, Jews were hated because of their religion. In the 19th century and the 20th, they were hated because of their race. Today, when it's no longer done to hate people for their religion or their race, today they are hated because of their state. The reason changes, but the hate stays the same. Anti-Zionism is the new anti-Semitism. Because make no mistake, this will be the defining battle of the 21st century, which will prevail. The will to power with its violence, terror, missiles and bombs, or the will to life with its hospitals, schools, freedoms and rights. Every time I visit Israel, I find among Israelis, secular or religious, an absolute unswerving dedication to Moshe Rabbeinu's great command, choose life because we have to stand up and fight, and we have to stand up and win. That's completely, absolutely right. Yes, yes. And a minute and a half away from news at 7 o'clock. Hamas and their friends are Nazis, and we'll have to get rid of them. And the Israelis are doing a very good job in the beginning of that, but everyone's going to have to join in. We cannot live with these people. We can't. Not because we don't want to, but because they cannot live with us. So why... Why just hope that those people are not in large enough numbers and keep your fingers crossed and put it off for another day? I think we have to start saying very clearly... How exactly would the United States respond if Taiwan were blockaded by China tomorrow? I don't like to think how the conversation in the Situation Room would go, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs explained, that it would be rather difficult to send another major naval expedition across the Pacific to run that blockade particularly because if that were to trigger hostilities between the US and China, a much larger war would ensue than anything we've seen so far. So this is a very dangerous moment in world history. And I think we've stumbled into it, partly by forgetting the lessons of Cold War I. <clears throat> and the most important lesson of Cold War I was you must have credible deterrence. You must credibly deter the Russians or Soviets as they were then from sending For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Former President Donald Trump appeared at a federal courthouse in Washington, marking his first visit in months, as his legal team presented arguments to an appeals court. His lawyers contended that Trump is immune from prosecution regarding charges alleging his involvement in efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Trump's attorney, D. John Sauer, argued that prosecuting a president for official acts could have far-reaching and detrimental consequences, potentially leading the nation into irreversible turmoil. Because of Joe Biden, I spend a lot of time in courts, federal, state, city. And tomorrow I'll be attending another Biden-inspired federal appeals court argument on presidential immunity in Washington, D.C. Of course, I was entitled as President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief to immunity. I'm entitled to immunity. Every president has immunity, especially one that did the job I did. I did a great job. He highlighted scenarios such as presidents being prosecuted for misleading Congress to declare war or for authorizing drone strikes on U.S. citizens overseas. The appellate judges immediately delved into the question of the court's jurisdiction over the appeal. Sauer emphasized that presidential immunity is a matter intended for review before a trial, 
and mentioned that Special Counsel Jack Smith's team had not disputed the court's jurisdiction. This case has significant implications, not only for Trump's unique legal situation, but also for the broader unexplored legal question of whether a former president can face prosecution for actions undertaken while in office. The case's outcome is expected to pave the way for potential further appeals, possibly reaching the U.S. Supreme Court, which had previously declined to intervene, but might still become involved at a later stage. In the U.K. since 2020, approximately half of the asylum seekers claiming to be minors have been identified as adults, with some even being over 30 years old. This trend of migrants from misrepresenting their age to boost their chances of obtaining asylum has grown significantly. Out of 8,766 people who claimed to be children, around 45%, or 3,944, were found to be adults. Data from Migration Watch UK, reported by The Sun, indicates a rise in such fraudulent claims. In 2022, there were 1,582 instances of migrants falsely asserting they were minors, a substantial increase from 227 cases 10 years earlier. Between January and September of that year, 887 asylum seekers, including at least 52 over the age of 30, incorrectly claimed they were children. Afghanistan was the most common country of origin for these migrants, with 1,361 cases, followed by Iran with 612 and Sudan with 550. Alp Mehmet, the chairman of the Migration Watch, commented that the success rate of this deception indicates its frequent use. This issue has been a persistent problem in the UK. Minors seeking asylum receive more welfare benefits and protections than adult migrants, and they have a higher likelihood of being allowed to stay in the country. Ukrainian authorities have asked citizens to conserve energy, warning that a surge in consumption during a spell of bad weather is putting too much strain on the national power grid. The country's power infrastructure has been shattered by Russian airstrikes in retaliation for a terrorist attack on the strategic Crimean bridge in 2022. The appeal was made on Monday by Ukrainergo, the country's national energy operator. It reported an increase in consumption, noting that the energy used at lunchtime on January 8th had exceeded the previous working day's figures by more than 13%. According to the operator, the surge was caused not only by the start of the working week, but also by low temperatures and a spell of bad weather in the southern regions, which disrupted power supply. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. Hey, why not give TNT Radio a follow? We sure would love you to do that. We're on all the social, major social platforms, including, of course, Facebook, Twitter, now X, Instagram, Gab, and Getter, among others. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The extreme temperatures, Gisborne 19.6 degrees, Tianao's now the lowest with 11.8, Nugget Point 63 kilometres now, she's up from 58 to 63 kilometres per hour, and it's dry in all main centres, temperatures right across the country, Stewart Island and the Chatham Islands 12 and 13 degrees, Invercargill 13, Dunedin 14, Timaru 16, Christchurch 17, Blenheim 16, 14 in quiet, quiet Christchurch, and on the west coast, to France Joseph and Westport are on 14 and 13, Nelson has 16. 
16. Wellington 15, Napier is on 16 degrees. Uh, Masterton 16, Palmerston North 18, New Plymouth 19, Taupo and Rotorua 18 and 17, Gisborne 20, Hamilton 17, Tarong 19 degrees, 19 in Auckland, Whangarei and Kaitao are the coldest places in the country with 15 degrees. They are sharing it there between them. Well, 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 we'll have the short forecast in just a minute. It's six minutes past seven. For those who crave more than just reading headlines in their social media feeds. People need to wake up. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. The short forecast for all New Zealand, valid into midnight tonight for North and Auckland, Coromandel Peninsula, fine weather with some areas of cloud, mainly in the east, for Waikato to Wanganui, including the Bay of Plenty in the central high country, also for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mostly fine weather, isolated showers inland afternoon and evening, Manawatu and Wellington also for Wairarapa, and we'll throw in Nelson, Buller and Marlborough there as well, fine weather for you, cloudy periods in Wairarapa. For the west coast, cloudy periods, isolated showers spreading north, turning to rain in the south late evening. Fiordland showers turning to rain this afternoon and evening. Canterbury and Otago, except for Clutha, mainly fine weather with high cloud, but patchy morning drizzle about the coast south of Christchurch. For Clutha and Southland, high clouds, scattered rain light from afternoon. And finally for the Chatham Islands, partly cloudy weather for you. This idea that we have been conditioned as a human race to fear extraterrestrial life, that they inherently pose some kind of threat. And hey, all right, if they exist, maybe they do. But if they have been visiting Earth and there have been crafts recovered, etc., they clearly have not eradicated us yet. That implication will be that they actually potentially mean us well. And uh, also people like Bob Lazar, for example, I don't know whether you uh, have much uh, credibility with, with what he has to say, but I've certainly been listening and watching his content for quite some time now with a certain degree of interest, was saying that when he was claiming to have seen elements of craft it was all compartmentalized within different groups of people working for the u.s government so even people within the u.s government etc are not privy to the the bigger picture if we did share that information as a human species maybe we would make some serious scientific breakthroughs incredibly quickly i completely agree uh, i mean the fact that um, you know if there is such uh, debris or uh, probes near earth uh, that would imply that they reached our doorstep, those who sent those reached our doorstep before we reached their doorstep. So they are likely more advanced than we are. And we could learn from them. I see it in a positive way. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to get better, uh, to appreciate that there is so much real estate out there and that, uh, you know, some uh, smarter kids may be on our cosmic block that we can learn from. And I completely disagree with the view that uh, introduces fear into this context. Like Stephen Hawking was advocating that we should uh, be very careful of uh, any contact or transmitting signals. I don't see it that way. I don't think that we pose a threat to them uh, because we are so early in our technological evolution, just a century worth of modern science. Uh, that's a tiny amount of time compared to the age of the Earth, for example. Nine past seven. I'm very sorry about the quality of that recording. I'm not sure what happened there at all. Nine past seven. What are the problems with the popular view of how coal is formed? Well, we hear that coal formed in a swamp. And the reason for that is that the geologists can't imagine how you can accumulate so much vegetation uh, in an environment that we see on the world today. In a, uh, in a, in a rainforest, 
there's a lot of growth of vegetation, but as quickly as it grows, it, it rots away. And so geologists invoke a swamp so that the vegetation can be preserved in the water underneath. Hopefully it's got no oxygen in the water and it won't rot. But the big problem with that is uh, how do you maintain the right water level? How do you accumulate it gradually uh, over thousands and thousands of years so that the water level and the vegetation remains about the same? It's a big problem for them. Certainly is. Ten past seven and uh, we're over at AP still. We're looking at news from Europe, Asia, Latin America and the Middle East. Starting off with Europe and the Vatican's doctrine. Chief is raising eyebrows over his 1999 book that graphically describes orgasm. And yeah, <laughs> you silly old pervert. They can't even hide it these days, can they? Ex-UK post office boss gives back a royal honour uh, amid fury over her role in wrongful convictions, and a USA citizen has been arrested in Moscow on drugs of on Moscow on drugs of drug charges. Poland's new are we, where are we? Oh, we're in Europe. Oh, okay, that's part of it. Yeah, Poland's new government is in a, a standoff with the former ruling party over two convicted politicians. Moving across to Asia, and the top stories there: Taiwan's defence minister mistranslates trans, um, mis- an alert erroneously saying that China launched a missile when it was just a, um, a satellite, and a dog meat production and sale will become illegal soon in South Korea. Oh, it tastes delicious. I like everything. Tastes like chicken. Uh, Bhutan's People's Democratic Party wins election in the Himalayan Kingdom and returns to power. Japanese issues improved emergency measures following fatal plane collision in Haneda Airport. Uh, that's the top stories there in Asia and in Latin America. Argentines, they, um, they ask f- uh, for folk cowboy saint. Uh, Guchito Gil. I don't know. I hope I pronounced it right because I'm not very good at the Spanish words. <laughs> you know, those Portuguese and Spanish are not very good at that. Uh, to help cope with the galloping inflation. And a new wave of violence sweeps across Ecuador after a gang leader apparent escape from prison. Oh, yeah, they've got lockdowns happening in the prisons as well. Uh, and I did read that story somewhere else with a few more details as to who it was. The return of bullfighting to Mexico's capital excites fans and upsets animal rights groups as it would. Uh, Brazilian observers uh, uh, observes anniversary of the anti-democratic uprising of the capital. Over to the Middle East now and live updates for the Israeli strike kills three in Lebanon as Blinken tries to prevent conflict from spreading. The Danish appeals the court upholds a guilty verdict for three Iranians. Iranians. Convicted on terror charges, U.S. Secretary of State rallies Middle East leaders to prepare for Gaza's post-war future. And slain Hezbollah commander, who fought in some of the group's biggest battles, had close ties to leaders, uh, world leaders, is it? Tunisian group accuses authority of mass expulsion of migrants from the sub-Saharan Africa. And Trump, Trump, President Trump in court. Uh, judges express scepticism of claims that he is immune from prosecution. That has just come through. I might just go to that because it is a video clip and I just wonder how good they are at video clips. Let me have a look and see. Let's, let's have a listen. Some cars driving. Is that it? Come on. Oh, it's far too long anyway. And we'll give that a miss. Okay, so we'll forget that. I forgot that these guys aren't very good at doing those sorts of things. Now, Ray Ray Eeps, he uh, Ray Ray Eeps, 
He's the target of the January 6th conspiracy theories. He gets a year of probation for the capital right role, his capital right role. Airline says they found loose parts in door panel during the inspection of the Boeing MAX 9 jets. Twisted metal, rushing wind, a narrowly avoided uh, disaster as jet wall rips away at three miles high. Explosion at a historic Texas hotel in just 21 and scatters debris in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Oscar Pistorius, that's old news, isn't it? Valentine's killing, Reva, what happened? In, Ian, that's old. I know, we'll move away from then. Okay, so that is uh, apnews.com. You can find them there, apnews.com. Uh, where should we go now? I don't know. Uh, should we have a look at uh, national news with stuff? Let's do that. We'll be right back. The Mexican fisherman story. Are you familiar with that? No, I don't think I am. An American businessman goes on holiday to Mexico. He gets taken out fishing by a local Mexican. And he asks the Mexican how he spends his time. The Mexican says, I fish a little on the morning. I catch enough for my family. We go back. We cook. We laugh around the fire. And I spend time with my children. And the American businessman goes, that's stupid. Here's a better idea. What you should do is actually spend most of your day fishing. And then with the surplus fish, you could sell them at the market. Mexican Fisherman says, why would I do that? Once you've got the additional money, you could start to employ some of your friends and they could come out fishing with you too. And you could catch more fish, which you could sell at the market for more money. Why would I do that? You would be able to incorporate in America and you would maybe be able to start a canning factory so that you could own the entire production process and you could then sell the company for a lot of money. And why would I do that? He said, because you'd be able to fish a little on a morning and then go back and spend time (laughs) with your children around the fire. Very good. And I often think about that as a much more direct route to happiness. The place you were up is the place you started from. It's a quarter past seven here at the World at Five with Grant Edwards and we're over at stuff.co.nz. The heat is on this summer. The summer sizzle part of the country is likely to see the temperatures nudging, even soaring past 35 degrees this week, which is nowhere near as hot as it was in 1973. February the 7th was the hottest year on record and I think it was uh, 42.4 and 42.3 respectively from um, Marlborough. Marlborough had 42.4, but I don't think it was a recorded, it wasn't official, but the official one was 42.3, and that was in somewhere in um, in Canterbury. Uh, anyway, so that's that. Parts of the country like to see those temperatures, but it's nothing compared to what we've had in the past. Now, former Noel Leeming employers to be paid almost $50,000 after suffering burnout. Burnout's a nervous breakdown. That's just uh, code talk, you know, just pretending pretending that you're not having a nervous breakdown. Uh, the warehouse has been told to pay warehouse. I thought it was Noel Leeming. The warehouse has been told to pay compensation and lost earnings to a former employee after he left his job, citing intense stress. Why does it say the warehouse? It says Noel, for our former Noel Leeming. Okay. And a hotel manager, 27, died after doing a wheelie on his new motorbike. In 1917, uh, oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm having a nervous breakdown. In 2021, not 1700, Donald Clifford, he rode a new motorbike across the lawn of a motel, did a wheelie and crashed into a wall. Now his mother says the bike malfunction. You better go and read that for yourself because it could be in depth there. You just, you just don't know. I call all motorcyclists temporary citizens. Don't buy, don't let them buy, just talk them out of it. And no girl wants to go out with a guy that's got two wheels and all carries his wheels, if he's got four wheels, carries them under his armpit. You don't want that. Skateboarders. You want proper car for you to take your girlfriend out. Okay. Uh, a death in a sleepy million-dollar street is not suspicious, according to police. And police have now confirmed that the unexplained death was a vax injury. Jack's injury. No, they didn't say that. But I'll bet you that's probably got something to do with it. 
They reckon 10 million. Apparently, the inf- the information uh, could be as high as 10 million people in New Zealand. Million? 10,000. 10,000 people in New Zealand. About 10 million worldwide, they say. And and the, even then, I don't think that will be enough. They don't want to kill you completely. You know that, don't you? They actually just want to make you sick so that you're reliant upon the pharmaceutical industry. And they And so what happens is they make you sick with the toxins with the you know the jabs they want to keep medicating you because they make a lot of money out of that and then we're going to start paying for it now notice that you've got to pay for you know we'll have to start you'll get paid for it but they've got you so frightened that you need to go and get your booster and so you'll be just living on boosters every six months and that what that does is that actually causes you to be ill and then what they do is they look at that information they'll do a test on you instead of you and them saying oh you know that vaccine's made that vaccine has made you ill They'll say, no, you've got this new variant out. <laughs> it's, all, it's, just, it's just absolutely nutty. It's a new variant out. You were actually, you were damaged by the vaccine, and they call that a new variant, and so you're sick, and so now you have to have a booster, another one. And it does, it just keeps you barely alive. And so you just, and then you die around about 63 and a half, or 64 and a half, just before they have to start giving you superannuation. They don't want to pay you that. <laughs> so they're just, you're, you're actually a functioning um, invalid. <laughs> That's what you are. Sorry, popping in there. You're a functioning invalid, and you and then you die just before they have to pay you. There, I've repeated myself. You don't repeat yourself, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I think's happening. That's what. There's nothing to do with nothing to do with new variants and all that sort of stuff. They are keeping us ill. They are keeping. They they have got lifelong patients, lifelong customers, the stakeholders of the pharmaceutical industry. I just had a thought. They don't want to kill us. Some people die, they don't really want to kill you because they can't make money out of you if you're dead. They want you alive, a functioning invalid. That is the key, a functioning invalid. And some people do die because they're just so ill, you know, because they're eating crap as well. Plus they're getting the, the um, toxins put into them every six months with their booster shots. And uh, that's what it is. Yes, they don't want to kill us. They just want us to be dependent upon them, upon the pharmaceutical industry. And you know what pharmacia is? Pharmakia, it's a Greek word for pharmacy. That's where we get the word to ph- pharmacy. It is sorcery, translated sorcery. Don't believe me? Look it up. King James Bible, pharmakia is sorcery. That's what it is. And that's, and you know, and the, and the older I get, the more I realize, gosh, you won't make a liar out of the Bible. Stab Dad makes his final journey home. They came to honor the father and son and brother who was found dead in a suspected homicide as he made his final journey home. Now, is that? Is that the guy Bridgewater, David Bridgewater? I think it is. I think... Uh, yeah. Oh, he was stabbed. Oh, okay. Uh, surrounded by a, 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 a growling convoy of six motorcycles, David Bridgewater... I thought it was a growling, it's got a growl, growling and... Uh, David um, Bridgewater made his final trip home. Across the street from the family home, he shared with his mother and his son in Christchurch. A cut-out Santa's still decorated the windows in the neighbouring re- residence, and a caravan is parked in the driveway. It all speaks of a carefree Kiwi summer under a blue Wollstone sky where bins full of lawn clippings line the streets in front of all the... Oh, okay, so it's very sad. It's the funeral, basically, the funeral of him. So they drove, obviously drove past. Social media, he um, he said to his mates, they've continued to express their shock, rather, 
On social media, his mates have continued to express their shock that the man they knew as Dave or Cyrus was found dead, and it seems of stab wounds now. This is new, just come out. Uh, last Thursday at 2.30 in the morning, what were you doing out of bed at 2.30 in the morning on Carisbrook Street in the eastern suburb of Aranui? That's what I'd like to know. And what should have been the end of a joyful day after Bridgewater 38 attended a hip-hop and R&B festival on Wednesday instead turned into, into sorrow for those who knew him after he had been found with a stab wound not far from the distinctive Toyota sedan. I wonder if he got stabbed and then drove somewhere. You know, I suppose it'll all come out, won't it? Might not have been stabbed there, might have been stabbed somewhere else. Like I know a guy, um, he was a, a contractor down in Onga Onga, or up in Ongonga, <laughs> and um, he was uh, he was just coming out of the pub. I think it was the Ongonga pub down in Central Hawke's Bay, and a gang affiliate um, was having a fight with his girlfriend. And he and this um, local contractor and farmer, young guys, probably in his forties, stepped in to say, "Hey, you know, leave her alone." And the affiliate stabbed him, and then he got in his Ute and he drove. And then he just sort of drove off the road and through a fence and they found him the next morning in the paddock, bled out. And so it makes you wonder whether maybe he didn't get stabbed there, maybe he was stabbed somewhere else. Who knows? Well, I suppose it'll all come out in the wash, won't it? Or he stabbed himself accidentally. Don't know, don't know. Because they say suspected, you know, it's very interesting. So I don't know, it's hard to... Hard to know what's really happening. 24 minutes past seven. They keep so much from us, don't they? We don't really know everything. Now, the most popular story, so much fun. Mum and daughter only passengers in the economy on Emirates flight. Apparently it was fun. Manager's culture of fear and intimidation cited in the report into a man's death. Really? They're blaming the manager. Unless he... Oh, Andrew Walker is remembered as a gentle, loving father, partner, brother, son and uncle who loves spending time outdoors. After a clinician took his own lives, he's suicidal. That's no one else's fault. You can't blame other people for you taking your own life. New Zealand clocks the hottest day this summer. The scorching temperatures could reach 35. We've got that. American couple cop heat from hosting wedding at the coffee shop without any warning. Why not? <laughs> Did they? Who's that? I wonder who that was. There's yesterday. Sam Samantha Smith reports on that one. This is on where it's stuff now. Co.nz. The owners of a coffee shop in 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 the American state of Indiana, oh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis were shocked after a couple decided to have their wedding there without any warning. Uh, Manson Society, uh, Manson, 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 Manson Society in the town of Hawthorne ended up swarming with a full bridal party alongside regular patrons on New Year's Eve. People reported a Wednesday party and guests walked into and proceeded to leave personal items and wedding gifts throughout the shop. While the ceremony then took place during the regular service, a group of about 20 to 30 people took pictures and videos blocking the entrance and asking staff to watch over their belongings. In a post on Instagram, the Mansion Society asked patrons to be considerate and book in advance if they want to have a have a wedding or host some event at their venue. Uh, since uh, posting about the incident, a GoFundMe page has been set up and donations have been flowing into the shop. The bride in question has also reached out to the owners and offered them two hundred dollars, <laughs> which is three hundred and nineteen Pacific pesos. 
New Zealand money. A donation as compensation for the hassle. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? Here we are. And they've got 14,678 likes over there at Instagram. I'm not, I don't do Instagram. I've got an account, I think. But I don't know. I mean, I'm struggling with X. I still haven't. I mean, they've changed the name now. It used to be Twitter. And I still don't understand how, how it all works. You know, I mean, I've got a bit of an idea with Facebook. I've got Facebook. I think I've got Facebook off, Pat. But Facebook's really just for old people, isn't it? You know, and I don't consider myself an old person. Now, um, teen ready to fly home next week after successful surgeries. Now, I wonder if that's the one that um, nice young guy went to the UK. Carlson, yeah, Carlson Harvey. He's here with his mother, Darina. They're in London. Uh, the uh, London is pretty cold in the winter, but Bruce Harvey says it's currently snowing, and he and his wife, Darina, and their son, Car- uh, Carson, are holed up inside the Kentish town. Kentish. Kentish. A Kentish woman or a woman of Kent? Kentish lady. A woman of Kent. That's down south of London, isn't it? In a little town flat they're staying in. Their family were looking forward to returning to Palmerston North next week uh, to and to enjoy the, what's left of the Kiwi summer. And they, they've been in London for the past four months as Carson underwent two gamma knife gamma knife radio surgery procedures. He's only 16 and he was found to have a deep brain bleed in June last year after a strenuous gym uh, session that left him screaming in agony. Apparently, uh, Carson was diagnosed with an arterio, oh, arter, arteriovenous, uh, arteriovenous malformation. Wow, got the big long names, eh? Deformed uh, arter, artery, <laughs> which he um, unknowingly had since birth. Oh, you bull, bullshit! I bet you that was caused by some other flipping operation where they've they've given him and anaesthetized him or something like that, and it's caused a, some problem there. Look, a lot of the stuff they're saying is you know it's you've had from birth and all that sort of stuff. It's nonsense, all caused by the vaccines, a lot of it, or or the actual misadventure when you go for for an operation for something. You know, anaesthetists can cause you uh, to have a heart murmur. I actually wonder whether the vaccines are causing heart murmurs as well. The technology needed to address the bleed did not exist in New Zealand, forcing the family to fundraise almost $150,000 of New Zealand money to pay for the surgeries and a flight to Britain. The radio surgery required a cradle to be bolted to... Oh, look, I can see this thing. He's got this thing bolted around his face. Bolted to Carlson's head and then attached to the bed, and then he had to stay still for three hours while the surgery took place, although he was allowed to listen to music. Well, that's good. I hope you can listen to me. I could send you the link to um, the wireless uh, the ear. That's good. Bruce then said that his son was now resting. He always felt a bit tired after the surgery and was, was, was what do you mean always felt? A bit tired after. So I must have had more than one surgeries and was taking a strong anti-seizure medication. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, which made him feel drowsy. Uh, Carlson then needed monitoring for the next four days, meaning travelling to Wellington for checkups and MRIs. And the family was taken back by the news that Bruce said that we really believed coming here that was going to be the end of it. Now it's a waiting game for up to four years to see if it's been successful or not. Really? Yeah, I remember that that young guy. He's in the eating the horrible hospital food. Despite the news, the family remained hopeful. Bruce said that with the surgery having a high success rate, oh, that's good, Bruce and Carson uh, looking forward to coming home, catching up with friends and going back to work, but he didn't, uh, but he wouldn't be able to do anything too stressful for 
some time. Uh, Bruce thanked everyone for their support, saying the family had been blown away by the response from their community and the wider country. Most people don't even know Carson. That's just incredible. It is incredible. $150,000. Well done, New Zealand, for pitching in there and giving that money to him. Okay, there we are, and um, I'm getting a bit hungry now. I feel like a minced meat um, pie or something. No, I don't eat pies, but I feel like some cook up some minced meat with some liver in it or something like that, and a chopped up liver. <laughs> Put some kidneys in as well. And can you mix beef with um, lamb? I'm sure you can. Anyway, it's half past seven. My wife and I were married for two months when we decided we were going to have children because she was pregnant. <laughs> When your wife tells you she's pregnant, your life is over. Take a good look at the clothes you're wearing, because you will be wearing them for a long time. Your kids will look hip and cool, as you fall farther out of fashion. People make fun of dads and how we dress, a white t-shirt, Bermuda shorts, black socks with the sandals. We don't dress that way because we're stupid. We dress that way because that's all we've got left. From what I see up front here, we've got quite a few good dads in the theatre. 29 minutes to 7 uh, to 8. Gosh, it's 8. 29 minutes to 8. Here's one of my favourite songs. This is Brothers Osborne, and it ain't my fault. It's not my, it's not my fault at all.
I thought I'll just have a bit of cheese. And I thought I can I, I can eat that cheese and it'll be right before the song runs out. But you can't. There's nothing worse than listening to someone eating either. Disgusting. Okay. Mm, I'm just Okay, we're over at Radio New Zealand. It's 25 minutes to 8, and um, Radio New Zealand, we're looking at world news, and France gets its youngest prime minister. 34-year-old Gabrielle Attal is promising to be bold and act fast to help the middle class weather the cost of living. Sinead O'Connor, apparently, she died of natural causes, according to a London coroner. The Irish singer was found unresponsive at an address in London in July last year. Uh, that's a new story just coming up. And Apple says it's paid out over claims it deliberately slowed down iPhones. Apple has begun making payments as long-running class action lawsuit over claims it deliberately slowed down the certain, not all of them, but certain iPhones in the United States of America. And meta to restrict more con- content for teens as regulatory pressure mounts. The announcement comes after regulators around the globe pressed the social media giant to protect children from harmful content on its apps. And the fourth batch of Epstein court documents has been released. The latest files show that Epstein accusers claim to have been compromising or have seen compromising videos of famous people. And the curfew in Ecuador after infamous gang leader Fito vanishes from cell. 60 days state of emergency has begun in Ecuador after convicted gang leader Aldolfo Macias Villama. He vanishes from his prison cell. Wonder who he's a big fatty, big beard under him. Hmm. Record number of civilians hurt by explosives in 2023. Of course, the war in Gaza is largely responsible. UK-based charity action on armed violence says. And an explosion in Fort Worth, Texas injures 21 people. 21 people have been uh, uh, taken to hospital in an explosion at the hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. And the engineer designed needles to euthanise whales. Don't get all upset with me. I didn't write the stuff. I'm just telling you what it says. If a stranded whale can't be saved, the next best thing was what? Well, euthanise them. An Australian engineer has set out to find a euthanasia solution capable of puncturing the, the, the animal kingdom's largest heart. It's not an easy job. A mouse has been filmed tidying up a man's shed every night after regularly discovering items in a shed had mysteriously been tidied up. A man set up a night vision camera on his workbench and he was stunned to see that what is actually going on. This mouse has been tidying up for him. King, King, Yong, King, King, Kim, Kim Yong Un. Is it Un? It's just Un. Kim, King Yong Un. He turned 40, maybe. The North Korean leader has had his big days. It's passed with a, a, cons, and a cons, in, with cons. Conspicuous silence from state media. Airline finds loose bolts on the Boeing 737 MAX 9. The airline has found installation issues, including bolts in need of tightening during checks on planes. Gosh, that's really bad, isn't it? French Prime Minister resigns ahead of the homosexual (laughs) reshuffle. (laughs) He's got his boyfriend coming in. Maybe he's going off that old fart. Now, you know um, Macron, the one that he's married to, that was his nanny. Uh, She was his uh, kindergarten teacher. (laughs) <laughs> she was. He married his kindergarten teacher, and maybe he's sick of the old bat now. Maybe the wrinkle, maybe the super structure's sagging, and the false teeth are rattling in her buns. And um, so maybe he's thinking, I might just get a little gay boy. I have one of them. Thank you very much. So he's got her, got him coming in. 
Can the French sue you when you're over New Zealand? Can they? I don't know. Would they be bothered? French Prime Minister resigns ahead of expected reshuffle. The Prime Minister is leaving office after less than two years in the job. I've got the new one coming, a little gay, gay fella. And phone survives a five-kilometre drop. That's 5,000 metres drop out of an aircraft and uh, misses a teacher. Teacher finds a, a blown-out panel. Really? Is that from the phone? Two phones and a door plug found in Oregon. Oh, I say phones fell out when that happened. Oregon, just days after the Alaska, Alaska Airline flight loses part of its fuselage. And Australia, this is some news coming from Radio New Zealand, uh, rnz.co.nz. Australia puts monarchy referendum on ice, put it on hold, put it on the back burner. The long-standing policy of Australia's Prime Minister is now not priority. Because he knows you probably, there's probably a few, not, I don't know about royalists, but few, there's probably still some monarchists around, eh? Bangladesh, oh, it's 21 minutes to eight. Bangladesh Prime Minister secures fourth term as opposition boycott election. Uh, Sheikh Hasina wins fourth straight term as election marred by low turnout and opposition boycott. Technical hitch threatens the US moon mission. Oh, where's my moon song? Find that moon song, Grant. Play that again this morning, moon. Ah, Thin Lizzy. What about Thin Lizzy? Can't even hear it. It's not even playing. Oh, that's right. That was that dodgy one I had. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, get rid of that. I've got to get rid of that. Gabby Barrett. Where are we? Moon. Good. Moon. Moon. Nico Moon. M- Nico's good. He's good. Wasting miles. Casey Moon. Jeff, uh, we chose to fly. We chose to. D- but did we, though? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There was once a non-Jew asked his Jewish friend, he said, could you take me to your synagogue? He said, sure, come with me Saturday morning. Oh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't cue you up. What are you doing? You're getting in a bit early there, starting ahead of me. No, I'm just trying to find something on Moon. I've got, I've got um, Casey Moon, Starbucks, Moonlight. Oh, that's a nice song, eh? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'll just read the story first. Now, anyway, so it says here there's been technical hitches threatens the U.S. moon mission. An American spacecraft launched from Florida. That's SpaceX, isn't it? Florida. And uh, it's going to land on the lunar surface has encountered problems, apparently. Uh, we better go and find out about that. Uh, this has just come out, and it says here that a private U.S. moon mission launched this week has run into technical issues. Astrobotic company behind the Astrobotic company behind the project says that the Peregrine spacecraft has experienced an anomaly that has stopped it from pointing its solar panels stably towards the sun. Uh, without the ability to charge its batteries, the mission's plan to land on the moon is still in danger. Astrobotic said engineers were working on the issue and would provide updates when it had more information. A 1.2 ton lander was launched. That would look a 1.2 ton. You wouldn't be able to get that out through the terrarium. Just smash through the glass ceiling. <laughs> anyway, it was launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, on Monday local time uh, on a Vulcan rocket. So that'll be that's Elon Musk, isn't it? That's SpaceX, and it's aimed aiming to become the first American mission in half a century to make a soft landing on the moon and the first commercial endeavour to do so. The US Space Agency has purchased capacity on the lander for five instruments to study the lunar environment ahead of the... Where are they going? The Nevada Desert. (laughs) Nevada Desert. Is it Nevada? Nevada. The Nevada Desert. The environment ahead of the ascending astronauts later this decade. 
Oh, rubbish. They don't have the telemetry data. They lost the telemetry data. Uh, anyway, just rubbish. Here we go. This is uh, Starbuck there. Nothing like a bit of moonlight. Feels right. Starbucks, Moonlight Feels Right, that came out in 1970-something, um, back in the day, back in the day, yes, it is 15 minutes to 8, and uh, that'll be my lot at 8 o'clock, where we have got TNT Radio News coming up at 8, and, uh, but in the meantime, we'll just talk a load of nonsense, and um, I'll look at some of the news, not much news, I think it all happens after I go, actually, 
they all come to work when I'm when I'm when I'm finishing. I don't uh, always like to be a minority Asian because I come from Asia. We're all Asian over there. All right. I don't always like to be like a minority. I encountered Asian stereotypes for the first time when I moved to America. Never encountered Asian stereotypes before. All these Asian stereotypes, like Asian people are good at math. I didn't know that. In Asia, we're all good at math. I didn't know that was a skill set. I didn't know square rooting seven was difficult. I just did it. Just did it again in my head. 14 to 8, you just did it for fun there. 14 to 8, and we're still over at rnz.co.nz, and hundreds of lizards have been seized in Australia in a police bust. Criminal Syndicate is planning to uh, illegally export hundreds of native lizards from Australia to Hong Kong. It's been dismantled, according to authorities. And Israel has killed the senior Hezbollah commander, according to sources. Uh, Israel killed the top Hezbollah commander in a strike in South Lebanon, inflicting a heavy blow after three months of hostilities. And U.S. Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken, he meets the Arab leaders in a diplomatic push over Gaza war. Anthony Blinken said countries were interested in pursuing normalization of relations with Israel if there was a clear path towards Palestinian state. They don't want the Israelis are happy with the Palestinian state. The friggin' Palestinians don't want to have a two-state solution. They want the death of every Jew in Israel. That's what they want. They want to kill them all. And then when they're finished with them, they're going to come after you Christians and then us. And then after they're finished with killing us, they'll kill you atheists. You'll all be killed as well. This is what they're doing. And it's, it, this is a religious war, and you've got to wake up. This is what it is, okay? Japan earthquake do- death toll rises to over 160. The death toll, for, death toll, the death toll from Japan's devastating New Year's Eve earthquake has risen to 161, according to authorities. And pictures in 81st Golden Globe Awards. You can oh, if you go over to RNZ there and click on the pictures in, um, or the in pictures. <laughs> Slick sticks, kicks. See, I put words around the other way. Uh, the 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 strikes over over the stars were back in force and and uh, in, in varying degrees of style on the red carpet for the 81st Golden Globes. Uh, you can be bothered. There anyway, you go. Look at the pictures. I have a quick look. I have a quick look. Oh, yeah, she's pretty. Who's that? Oh, Barbie. Margot Robbie. She's lovely. Look, beautiful, lovely jawline on her. Very nice. Nice big, nice big cheeks. I wonder if she had any work done. Very nice, the old Barbie. And who's that? Oh, look at that homo. What's your name? Look at you there with your pants. You look, you look like an, an old 1960s vinyl seat. <laughs> Ghost star at Kash. Ambuk, uh, and Budda, and Budda. Who's he? He's the ghost star. At Atkar, what is it? At Kash, At Kash. That's his name. At Kash, Ambudkar. Yeah, what a friggin' hard name to say. And embraces his inner Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Oh, it's Taylor Swift. She always looks lovely. Oh, far too much cleavage showing. You got your boobs poking out. You got half your tit is hanging over the top of that dress. What are you thinking? Gosh, Taylor Swift, you're supposed to be a role model for young teens. What are you doing? Oh, look at poor old poor old Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, he looks pretty old now. Still handsome though, I suppose, isn't he, for an old codger? And who's this one here? She's got nothing on, just and no tits. 
<laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Julia Garner. And who else have we got here? Oh, I'm Purr, Purr, Purr. Oppenheimer star Florence Purr. She looks normal, but she's still got her tits poking out. And then we've got this other bloke with his tits hanging out. <laughs> he looks like a woman. Put a shirt on, you twit. He's got a flower on his lapel. It's a big, but it's not. It's a big black fluffy thing. It looks like rolled up um, tissue, toilet paper, all screwed up, dipped in a bucket of dye and pinned to his pinstripe. And his pinstripe's too, too white. It's white with... It's ugly. Who's that? That's um, Chris... Perfetti, Chris Perfetti, there he is, Chris Perfetti, and who else have we got, got Mother Lesbians, uh, there with Selena Gomez, and Meryl Streep, she's she's nutty, Are they, they look like lesbians, but they're not, they're probably not, oh, we're going right back to the top, no, the, only, the one that's prettiest and looks, you know, most sensible outfit is Barbie, which is Margot Robbie, out of, out of all the rest of them, just look idiots, and Taylor Swift, you, it's just, that's disgraceful, I'll go down and see who else is there, what are we got? Keep an eye on the clock, Grant. It's nine minutes to nine minutes to eight. It'll be over soon for you. Um, you'll you'll be able to go back to normal. Um, yes, you only listen because you hate me, don't you? I know you only listen because you think. Look at the stuff that that guy says. Is, he's he's an idiot. He's crazy. Uh, Andrew Scott and Jonathan Bailey are they two faggots? They look like two homos. Who else have we got there? So that's it. Yeah, that's the photographs I was describing it for those of you driving or not able to look at the pictures yourself. Uh, Russia has launched missile attacks across the country, says the Ukrainian officials. Russia launched the large-scale missile attack uh, against uh, the largest one against Ukraine in a start is it, uh, at this at the start of the peak morning hours on Monday. Oh, I don't know. Did they? Uh, I don't believe anything that's coming out of the news. Believe nothing of what you hear. My mother used to say, believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you see. Okay, that's it for RNZ. It um, must be time for another song, is it? Uh, as normal, um, Facebook sent me a notes and blocking my stuff. I'm apparently I'm blocked in Russia. Must have pissed off the Russians. I don't know why. And also, I've got all these claims against me. I pay my APRA fee. I'm allowed to simulcast. I pay the whole thing. It's an annual fee. And so I've written to them. And uh, hopefully they'll let me they'll let me off because I'm sick of it. You know, you people are listening away there, and they're, they're not allowed to hear the music I'm playing on Facebook. Okay, um, and a lodge owner who owes one million dollars in rent ordered off the church land. Uh, Parnell Lodge owner, uh, his name is Peter Vanderville. He's 78. He vows to stay despite the court ordering him telling to order, court order rather telling him to pay up. And leave the property. So he's got to pay up and leave. And it took out a wheel. Calls to fix State Highway 1 potholes. I know, pronto. They've got to be fixed. And don't you blimmin' mares go saying, don't you go crowing. You just get down there and get the boys to fix it. Get a truck. Put some flippin' hot tar on it. Get the boys from the, from the black stuff or whatever on the job. And get some gravel good base down there. Compact it in. And fix the potholes, you idiots. Uh, Vic Oliver was going 100 kilometres per hour on State Highway 1 when he hit a pothole that left him with a $4,000 bill. He's not alone. He's absolutely not alone. Uh, the government is accused of conspiracy thinking over changes to the sex education. Yeah, there's been no consultation or guidance over planned changes to sex education, according to the Teachers' Union. Well, there shouldn't be any sex education at school. Just leave it to the parents. Leave it to the boys. Leave it to the kids behind the bike shed. They know. 
they find out. Don't need to tell them. You don't need to teach them. God's put it all in them. They know what to do. Uh, I'm a rock and roll star, lead singer of the Top Kiwi Band, faces charges amid reunion tour. Charges. Uh, lead singer of one of the country's most prominent bands, the Feelers, and he's been feeling, is... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is before the courts having allegedly failed to stop for police and refusing a blood alcohol because he's pissed. Don't want really to do that. A heat alerts issued in the Lower North Island while Wellington City, Lower Hutt and Upper Hutt have heat alerts in place for Wednesday today. Auckland's temperature is not expected to drop below 17 degrees for the next 10 days. Kaikoura absolutely pumping after the quake and COVID-19 changes, according to... Um, Democracy reporting slash business reporter Kaikura is enjoying one of the busiest summers it's had in recent years and delays in international visas see flight school uh, enrolments plummet. Long awaited times for international Muslim students' visas have uh, for a local flight training school <laughs> on the brink of collapse. According to Aviation New Zealand, and police released names of victims killed in a Taupo crash. Claire and uh, Linda Ball died at the scene of a two-car vehicle crash on Friday the fifth, on the fifth of uh, January. That's sad. And I owe my life to them. A kayaker has been rescued in strong winds off the Wairarapa coast. The man capsized in strong winds, and he couldn't get back to shore at Palliser Bay. That's a nasty place at any, you know, at any time. Um, precious life, the um, the father of a boy who's saved from drowning that was behind the waterfall under a rock. He got stuck. This kid didn't do what he was told and went and played where he shouldn't probably. Uh, 20 people were involved, risked their lives to get this kid out. Boy from Dunedin. And the Department of Conservation, they urge visitors to the Nelson Lakes National Park to clean their gear and prevent the spread of the, um, uh, the uh, imagined um, algae, Lindavia and Didymo. Just more nonsense to keep us from having fun in the parks. Also, Rotawiti and Rotorua, they're pulling the same thing. And Lake Tennyson as well, they're trying to pull the same gig, the same gag. Uh, Picton Waikawa residents asked to limit sprinklers. I wonder if they've got leaks. I wonder if the council have got leaky flipping pipes and wasting all the water. Look, you should take take charge of your own water. Don't don't rely on town water. They put all sorts, they're putting all sorts of rubbish in it. They're going to be putting more and more toxins in it too with this three waters nonsense. Although it's supposed to be turned around, but who who knows? They say one thing and do another. Uh, but you collect your own. It doesn't cost much. I saw a um, four hundred and twenty five liter water tank for sale yesterday on Marketplace Trade Me Marketplace. It was two hundred dollars. So come and get it. Uh, and then you just uh, you just run it run run it into that, and then you go and go down to the marine shop and buy yourself a pump, and then you can have some nice drinking water, um, and just run it up. You know, get someone to put a tap there for you, a separate one, and then you've got nice drinking water, and you run it through a couple of filters. Do it yourself; it's easy. It's not hard. Go on YouTube. You, they'll teach you to do everything on YouTube. You don't get any truth about what's really going on in the world politically and you know health-wise, but it is very good for learning how to change the oil on the car or a filter or something like that, or, you know, or change the brake pads. <laughs> you get all these nice people going up there, going in there and videoing themselves, doing all sorts of jobs, and just about everything's there. Pets reportedly killed by roaming dogs over the holidays. Where's this one? Um, this is RNZ. Oh, Wakatani. Yeah, well, it's going to be... Um, a problem, isn't it? Uh, do all you can to avoid another COVID infection. Epidemiologist Michael Baker warns. He's crazy, isn't he? He's like a fruit loop. Uh, the mayor is pleased to be recovering at home after heart surgery. He had a double bypass, old Nobby Clark. 
He suffered a, a heart attack a couple of weeks ago. He went into intensive care. They said they thought they were going to have to do a triple by a quadruple bypass, but he ended up just having a double bypass. He's at home now anyway. He went to Dunedin Hospital. The Islamic group, they urge non-politicisation of the mosque attack inquiry. Don't you tell us what to do, eh, you blokes? We'll do our inquiry. We don't need some Islamic group telling us what to do. Just, you know, they're starting as the numbers rise, they start to get a bit more prominent, then they start to dictate to us. You just sit there, you just carry on with your little, you know, with your moon god worship. You just do that. You know, that's what the crescent moon's all about. You just go and do that, and you just leave, you leave the leave the politics and the business to us. You just just work hard, stay out of trouble, keep yourself out of trouble. We'll have no killings, no halal. Um, yeah, and we're not doing this halal bullshit. Why do we do that? Why are we doing that in our in our meat works? It's just nonsense. They wouldn't know. Just eat the stuff. Just eat it, man. If you don't want if you don't want proper meat that, that killed humanely in the proper way, instead of you know. Be, Instead of being pointing towards Mecca and slitting their throat or whatever, or saying some prayer over your Muhammad Mahudi, whatever it is, just um, eat vegan. Go vegan. Why don't you be, be like the other the other Indians? What do they what do they call them? Hindus. They'll let a child die in the street and look, and then they'll feed a cow. Cows are holy. Holy cow! Hey, it's two minutes of news. I almost talked right through it. It's coming up. Coming up. Okay, so we're over at um, the, the the. We'll have a look at world news with Radio New Zealand and see what they've got going. Well, the top stories are 2023 is confirmed as the world's hottest year on record, which is a load of rubbish. It's just pushing the climate agenda. Uh, a 34-year-old Gabrielle Atal, he is um, promising to be bold and act fast to help the middle class weather the cost of living. He just the way he's looking at uh, Macron there in that photograph is just looking like oh, he's like the older man. He's so he's so lovely. And I think it could be a couple of, could be a toy boy, is it, for Macron? I wonder. I don't know. Sinead O'Connor apparently she didn't die of a overdose, a suicide. It was an overdose apparently. Uh, yeah, she died. No, no, she died of natural causes, according to a London coroner. The Irish singer was um, was found to have um, be unresponsive at the address in London in July last year, and died of natural causes. Uh, I don't think so. She would have been jabbed. She would have died of a of a jab. Guarantee it. Okay, here comes the news. I'm going to I'm going to bring you straight into an ad, and I'll see you straight after the news. I'll be right back. Because there are no handouts. They're coming right, here for the handouts. They're coming here because they're going to get coddled. That's not climate. All right. Well, thank you, Brian Sussman. New book, Climate Cult. Check it out. Thank you for watching. It's Unleashed with Mark Morano. I like Mike Morano. He's good. You want to listen to him? TNT Radio. Now we've got the news coming up from TNT Radio. To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. In a recent legal filing, Michael Roman, a co-defendant in the Georgia 2020 election interference case involving former U.S. President Donald Trump, leveled serious accusations against Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade. The filing alleges the two have engaged in an inappropriate personal and romantic relationship, claiming that sources close to both parties confirmed this during Wade's divorce proceedings. The documents, spanning 127 pages, also suggest financial improprieties. It argues that this relationship and financial gain have led to the misuse of public funds, conflicts of interests, and violations of their professional oaths under the Georgia Rules of Professional Conduct. 
Roman contends that Nathan Wade, a private attorney with the Atlanta-based Wade and Campbell firm, used some of the nearly $654,000 in legal fees that he's been compensated for by the Fulton County DA's office for his work on the Trump case to take Willis on lavish vacations to Napa Valley, California, Florida, and the Caribbean. The filing demands the disqualification of Willis and Wade from the case. The Fulton County District Attorney's Office has not immediately responded to these allegations. ABC News reported that the office plans to address these claims in appropriate court filings. Robin, along with 18 other defendants, faces charges including racketeering in the case led by Willis. These charges relate to efforts to overturn Trump's election loss to Joe Biden in 2020 and carry a potential penalty of up to 20 years in prison. On January 8th, former U.S. President Donald Trump initiated a series of legal motions to dismiss the case against him in Fulton County, Georgia. In this case, Trump, alongside more than a dozen others, faces state-level charges related to their actions contesting the 2020 election results. Trump's defense team submitted a motion asserting that during his presidency, he was entitled to immunity from prosecution. This argument parallels the one presented in a separate federal case in Washington, where Trump was indicted by special counsel Jack Smith for actions taken post-2020 election. The defense contends that Trump's endeavors to investigate what he claimed was election fraud were part of his presidential duties. Therefore, they argue any interactions he had with state officials regarding the 2020 election should be considered within the scope of his official presidential responsibilities. Myanmar's military forces carried out air attacks on Canaan Village, located near the Indian border on January 7th. This assault resulted in the tragic loss of at least 20 lives, including six children, with 30 more people suffering severe injuries. The airstrikes, which targeted a primary school in the village, were reported by a spokesperson for the Free Burma Rangers, a humanitarian relief organization. The Associated Press reported a slightly lower death toll, indicating that 17 people, including nine children, were killed in the incident. GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley responded to Ron DeSantis criticizing her for reportedly saying Hillary Clinton inspired her to get into politics during a Fox News town hall. I said when I was talking to a group of women who were looking at running for office, I said the same thing about her that I said about Sarah Palin. And that is when I was looking to run. Everybody told me why I couldn't do it. They said, you're too young. They said, you have small children. Oh, you should start at the school board level. And I went to a women's leadership forum at Furman University. And one of the speakers happened to be Hillary Clinton. And I have never agreed with a single thing Hillary Clinton has ever said. And I said that too, but Ron forgot to put that in the ad. But what I'll tell you is she ended it by saying for every reason they tell you not to run. That's exactly the reason you should. And I left there and said, that's it. I'm running for office. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. Your home for the news. They do a great job of breaking down the big story. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, let's check out the um, extremes right now in uh, Lumsden. The lowest temperature, 12 degrees there. In Auckland, North Shore is the hottest, 23 degrees already in North Shore. Nugget Point with 63 kilometres of wind per hour there. Dunedin has 0.2 millimetres of rain falling. The temperatures right across the country, Chatham Islands 14, Stewart Island 13. Invercargill and Dunedin 14 and 15 degrees. Timaru 17, 18 in Christchurch. Blenheim has 16 degrees. Uh, Queenstown 16, France. 
Prince Joseph 15 and 17 in Nelson and Westport has 16 degrees. Wellington and Masterton are both on 17 degrees at the moment. Napier has 19, Palmerston North as well. New Plymouth on 20, Tarpo 19 along with Rotorua and Gisborne is 20. Uh, in Hamilton it's a bit cooler there, 19 degrees, 22 in Tauranga, Auckland 19 along with uh, Huangarei and Kaitaia is on 18 degrees. Yes, 18 degrees for Kaitaia. For those who crave more than just reading headlines in their no. social media feeds, People need to wake up. today's news talk, TNT Radio. The short forecast for all New Zealand valid until midnight tonight for Northland, Auckland, Coromandel Peninsula, fine weather with some areas of cloud, mainly in the east. Uh, for Waikato to Wanganui, also for the um, Bay of Plenty in Central High Country and Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, mostly cloudy, isolated showers inland from afternoon and evening. For Manawatu to Wellington, also for the Wairarapa, Nelson, Bullum and Marlborough, mainly fine, cloudy periods in Wairarapa. For South Westland, and uh, you've got some cloudy periods, showers spreading north, turning to the rain in the south and it's going to be uh, later in the evening as well. Fiordland showers turning to rain this afternoon and evening. Canterbury and Otago, except for Clutha, mainly fine weather, high cloud, but patchy morning drizzle about the south coast uh, later on in Christchurch. That's south, rather about the coast, is it? Yeah, the south of Christchurch. For Clutha and Southland, high clouds, scattered rain from the afternoon. And Chatham Islands, partly cloudy today for you. For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at TNTRadio.live. The, and the best oh. tool that I've found in how to treat our soils and rebuild our soils is cows. And the best method of grazing that I've found is called amp grazing, adaptive, multi-paddock grazing. Which mimics how the bison helped create 15-foot-deep topsoils on the Great Plains. The bison would eat only half of their forage. They'd stomp the rest, covering the soil, and their manure would get evenly spread, a perfect fertilizer. And then the massive herd moved on for better food, and the land got to rest. It's that heavy hit and rest that caused the plants to grow like crazy, and in turn, suck down all that carbon and build all that soil. That heavy hit and rest is what the amp farmers mimic breaking their farm into small paddocks with frequent moves into fresh paddocks. For most of the time, most of the farm is resting and growing lots of grass. That's what I reckon. That's the way we do it here. That's the way to do it, all right? It's nine minutes past eight, and that's my lot for the day. We'll just give you the extended forecast, and then I'll leave you to it, eh? Uh, for Thursday, that's tomorrow. Uh, for the North Island, mainly fine. You've got, uh, apart from a few isolated showers, in the South Island, you've got rain in the west with some heavy falls in Fjordland and South Westland. Showers developing in the south, mainly from fine elsewhere, though. On Friday, North Island, mainly fine, but isolated showers in the south. South Island, rain in the west and gradually clearing, and then it's going to be mainly fine elsewhere with the odd shower. For the weekend, Saturday for the North Island, mainly fine. Isolated showers in the south and west. South Island, you've got rain developing in the west and south. Mainly fine elsewhere, though, with the odd shower. And the extended forecast, the long-range forecast for the Chatham Islands, mainly fine on Thursday with strengthening northwesterlies. And then early on, uh, on, on Friday, you've got some showers there as the winds turn lighter southwest. And then fine on Saturday with southwesterlies. Returning to stronger north Northwesterlies. It's ten past eight. Thank you very much for being with me today. I will leave you with a love song. It's a love song uh, for people who have been in love a long time, as opposed to people who have first met, which are most love songs. Get kind of tedious when you're listening to them if you're in a long-term relationship. 
Even when you meet your friend and he's telling you about how wonderful this girl is and they've met and she's the one for me and she's so much fun and he really listens, understands me. And you're going, yeah, we know, we know. It's called love. You'll get over it. <laughs> and when you do, come back to me then and we'll see how wonderful she is. So this is the love songs for people who have been together for a long time. It's got a little bit of a country feel. Here we go. Being with you is like being alone, except you're here. Because we don't talk anymore. Thank God. Sometimes you talk to me when we're watching TV But I don't listen It's not that I don't love you It's just hard to keep up that level of enthusiasm But I'd like to thank you for doing all my washing You're really good at tidying up There's no way I could have done all that ironing And I love it when you shut up But when your friends come over they don't realize that there is two of you. One of them is nice, while the other one is a psycho. 